0: Hello. Hello. How do I sound? Do I sound okay?
1: You sound like you're ready to make a vow that your mother will be found. Sonic Underground. I
0: I thought he just
1: dropped dropped the call.
0: I hung up in disgust.
1: That was great.
0: (laughs) Oh dear.
1: Yeah, no, you sound you sound crystal clear.
0: Good, because I'm actually using um Josh's famous breathing microphone that he used during the Batman and Robin commentary.
1: Oh, the heavy breathing.
0: Yes, because uh, like the other day, my microphone snapped in half as I knew it would, and uh, I'm testing it out. And as long as I sound good, and, uh, you know, whenever you hear my snorting and laughing or breathing, just tell me to mute and I shall mute.
1: Oh, sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, here's a quick would-you-rather. Josh, Josh Bertoni and Minmay are tied up in a chair, and there's an armed gunman, and he's about to shoot one of them. Would you rather lose Josh Bertone or or Minmay? Which one are you going to sacrifice? <laughs> it's a serious question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what were they doing when they were kidnapped?
1: I I don't really know. <laughs> we're talking about how, how to get revenge on Kyle. Uh, they were joining uh, up, and then Kyle. Uh, I guess he's got some some bad gangsters behind him.
0: Uh, he's
2: gonna lose? <laughs> 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 don't <make me> tr- <laughs> I can't believe
0: it's
1: taking you this long. <laughs> You're a terrible friend. Uh.
0: Kill Bertani now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Obviously, uh, kill the person that's not real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for for now. Wow. Wow. It's
1: okay. I'll be sure to let him know about this. Honeymoon's over.
0: No, <laughs> the person that's not real and presumably.
1: I know, but it took you so long.
0: I was waylaid by that question. How dare you put put my loyalties on the line?
3: Ah. Uh.
5: Alright because I like the way it hurts Just gonna
6: I can't tell you what it really is, I can only tell you what it feels like And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe I can't breathe but I still fight, While well, I can fight As long as the wrong feels right, it's like I'm in flight High off a of law, drunk from my hate, it's like I'm huffing pain I love her the more I suffer, I suffocate. Right before I'm about to drown, she was take Me, Chief Chief can hate me, and I love it Wait, where you going? I'm leaving you No you ain't come back, we're running going to Yeah, them chills used to get them, now you're kidding, sick of looking at him. You swore you'd never hit them, never do nothing to hurt them. Now you're in each other's face, viewing
1: I'm your host Stella, and this is Backroll Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast, episode seventy-four, and this is Shipper Special number three for February MMX MMXIV. Backroll Oracle is brought to you by this public service announcement.
2: The train! Let's beat it! Come on, hurry! We can make it! Hey, stop! It's too late to cross. Hold up!
3: That's a dangerous game you two were playing. Listen to your friend, Chris. Those gates are provided as a warning to let you know that it's not safe to cross. We could have been hurt. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
1: Backroll to Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are April's Backroll number 30, And Birds of Prey number 30, both for $2.69. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out MileHighComics.com. Finally, to Oracle is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com, high-performance, noise-reducing earbuds. Purchasers who use the code TBUSAVES get 33% off the whole order and free worldwide shipping. TweakedAudio.com. Plug in, turn up the volume, and give us a try. You know, friends, I love my co-hosts like I love my coffee. Hot, strong, (laughs) and flat. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You said that again.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, this was coffee. Actually, I don't really drink coffee. I had to switch it from the chocolate. So, of course, I had to choose Donovan. He's all three of those things. You know, he's hot, he's strong, he's black. So... (laughs)
0: I'm, you've thrown me off my game already.
1: I know. Gotta love it. No, this is February. There are two times of the year for BTL that I look forward to. It's the anniversary and February, which we've really just made our own and doing these Shipper Specials. So I'm so happy to continue to do these with you.
0: I'm actually very surprised you invited me back, because I, <laughs> <laughs> although last year's super Special was one of my most favorite podcast recordings of all time. Mm-hmm. I never got out of my mind uh, you screaming at the top of your lungs.
1: Oh, man. I so can't believe you <laughs> chose that as your number one.
0: Oh, that was number two. Oh, kinda...
1: you, it was so high. That's the point. It was so
0: high. <laughs> I like the – Okay, well, well, if people have not heard that episode, uh, first, watch Robotech. Uh, specifically episode four, and then listen to our podcast episode where we talked about why I'm right in choosing that episode for number two.
1: Oh, please. Well, at least I got you back by choosing Wedding Bells as my number one.
0: <laughs> that, that drove me nuts. I, I actually had a dream about that later on I never told you about, but... Oh, my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> a dream where you throttled or you, like, strangled me?
0: I was like, uh, I don't know. It was like you and Max and Miria, like threw me into a car off the cliff or so. It was weird. I'll, I'll tell you later. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we went back and forth on what we were gonna do this year. Um, and originally we were thinking maybe of doing an anime that I really like. And since I I watched Robo Attack, I'm like, Donovan, you need to watch this. And you know, all the while it was a very reverse situation because I. Constantly was texting him about these crazy things that Midmay was doing, and then he was doing all of this stuff like, "What is going on?" Like all this bizarre stuff. I don't really want to spoil what this thing is because I think we're going to do it next year, but <laughs> I just thought it was time that we kind of went back to the comics and uh, the DC stuff. So, so do you want to like let them know what we're what we're going to be doing?
0: What is it again? <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, in 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 uh, in honor of the festivities of the month of February. Um, you know, celebrating Black History Month. We are covering now. We're covering. Um, We're covering a few stories. The main highlight shall be uh, Mad Love, which is a famous Batman story mm-hmm. involving uh, Harley Quinn and um, some guy named the Joker. Joker. And um, we shall also cover other stories by the Mad Love creative team. Paul Dini and Bruce Timm, mm-hmm. whom you might know from um, uh, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and um, I, th- I think Batman. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't watch Batman the Animated yeah, Series. Yeah, did uh, really. <laughs> but uh, that's basically it.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we each. Uh, I got my. This is fun. Like a fun little fact. Donovan actually got me a trade uh, Madwell and Other Stories for. I think it was either Christmas or my birthday in 2011. And I ended up reading it uh, on the flight uh, to San Diego comic-con in 2012 and so that's when i like first read all these stories so there are several stories in there they're all wonderful i definitely recommend that but we're definitely doing mad love and then i thought well let's each pick another story and so he's going to take weed on one story i'll take weed on another and then we're both sort of uh taking weed on mad love and then we'll we're gonna round it all up with a commentary on the actual episode that's based off of that that story
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, um, oh, it says it's time to start.
1: I guess uh, so.
0: Ugh. if you're fans of the animated series, or if you've at least watched the, the New Adventures of Batman, where they redesigned the series, um, the initial episode for that was actually kind of timely because I did a commentary for this uh, last month. Uh, Holiday Nights, mm-hmm. uh, that actually was an adaptation of the Batman Adventures Holiday Special that was done around 1995, that the, um, the producers and uh, directors of the animated series actually went in and drew and wrote. I like think the Harley and Ivy story was uh, done there. There's actually a Mr. Freeze story in there that wasn't included in the cartoon, but um, one of the shorts that was in there was uh, Jolly Old St. Nick, or Jolly Old St. Nicholas, to be uh, literal, which involved uh, uh, Detective uh, Bullock and uh, Montoya, the enemy was Clayface, and the protagonist was Batgirl. And this was actually uh, in the original Holiday Special, uh, written by Paul Dini and drawn by Bruce Timm, and that's essentially my story. Um, we kind of want. I suggested to sell a list to choose the most romantic stories, and as you can tell, I was really lazy and stupid with this one, because it's <laughs> not <a> lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But you get uh, off because Batgirl's in it.
0: Yeah, yeah I,
1: like
0: I, you're gonna, yeah. I do. I actually I kind of like it because it does pertain to the show, so unless mm-hmm. people are like, uh, uh, pointing their fingers and saying, it's Hughes, no Batgirl here. Uh, well, yeah, Batgirl right at the start.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it also relates, because one of your favorite episodes I remember you saying on Batman the Animated Series was the Tim episode with the, cl- uh, the Clayface girl. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I think that certainly just speaks to, to your heart and what you love about um, the Animated Series. Just barely. Well, um,
0: um, you, would you would you like me to do a brief synopsis? Yeah, just... why not? yeah oh, I'd be happy to, as I have the comic right in front of my eyes. <laughs> if, only I, if only I remember how to read. This starts off, this actually takes place on December 3rd, although I think it's actually Christmas Eve in the cartoon, but never mind. At Mayfield's department store, Barbara is shopping for her father, seeing a tie, and then she sees um, kids crying because at the Santa Claus uh, little display, it's actually Lieutenant Bullock, <laughs> Detective Bullock, uh, yelling at the kids because he's a lout. He and Montoya are undercover because there have been a series of thefts going on at Mayfield's and... Barbara mentions that her dad told her about the crime and how they're basically looking out for the criminals. So Bullock and Montoya are kind of complaining. She's in a very short skirt, and he's, you know, Bullock's Bullock, and he's not very nice to children. So we see some more scenes of um, the children interact with Santa Bullock, when all of a sudden in the background you can see uh, children running by looking very suspicious, kind of reminding me of the South Park kids eventually barbara spots one kid steal a necklace such as she says hold it right there young man and grabs the kid's arm only for the arm to dissolve into mud what montoya gets a call on her our little headset radio and says wake up harvey so they run after the little children there's about four or five kids and eventually they all sort of converge and basically fuse with one another mutating into the gigantic clay face So uh, Barbara sees this, and immediately runs to the nearest dressing room and changes into Batgirl in 48 seconds, no less. Clayface knocks out the cops, leaving only Bullock and Montoya, the only cops we care about, and um, spits up into their guns so they can't fire at him. And he says, so now you know it was me behind the the robberies. Big deal. Once you two are out of the way, there's no one that can stop me. Batgirl comes out of nowhere and jumps in basically kicks, into, kicks his face outside the window all the way down to the bottom floor um, on top of an ice skating rink. So Clayface kind of falls right through the ice uh, and is a bit slowed down by the frozen water. But he's still strong enough to take down Batgirl and slashes her back. Boyka and Montoya get downstairs and start firing at him. But she says, don't shoot him, shoot the Santa! Bullock's scared at first because he's the Santa, but they shoot this sort of plastic electric Santa display that's right over Clayface's head. He's electrocuted because he's wet, and the day is saved. At the end of the the day, at the end of the issue, Bullock thinks they can all go home, but unfortunately they need to recover the evidence that Clayface stole, which is inside of his body. So Montoya tells him to roll up his sleeves because he has to stick his hand upside Clayface's um, muddy clay gross looking orifices. (laughs) The end.
1: What a wonderful way to
0: describe that. <laughs> in the words of the, the cop himself, "Ho ho, friggin' ho." Yeah. Um, and that's essentially that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to take her on this, or should I discuss how much I don't, li- or how much I do like it?
1: Oh, I, I was going to be shocked. Like, why would you pick something in a light? No, I mean you can. Yeah, start off. Start us off.
0: Yeah, this isn't actually like my favorite story out of the the uh, this, the bunch because there's a difference between this and the animated version. In that the anime, the original comic book incorporates the original Batman animated series designs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Batgirl has the uh, gray and blue suit, and the animated series she has the black and yellow suit, which right. I really really love. And um, my 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 favorite special is actually the Batman and Robin one with the Joker in the cartoon. But in here, I do like it because I really like the artwork, and I've been seeing that a lot because a lot of these are done by Dini and Tim. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot there's nice details like the little girl who's um, Who's the daughter of uh, Mad Dog? Right. We, yep. I like the little close-up on her face where she kind of has these like really like uh, bubbly eyes, and you don't get that in the cartoon. Like the little details that are in the book, you can, you can put more detail in the comic book. So you see little little touches like uh, the mud slopping off of the the, the cops' guns. Little details with Barbara, you know, kind of stepping on some pins when she's changing in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. There's, it's nice things to kind of add to it. Uh, and I'm not saying, like, you know, the cartoon's bad or whatever, but, like, it's, your mileage may vary. Does your copy have the uh, sort of an- annotations by Deanie and Tim in it, like, in between the stories? Little
1: yeah, copy. he talks a little bit about it, yeah.
0: Is this this is This is... This is somewhat of a story which i thought <laughs> i actually thought might be uh interesting for the listeners to hear Tim uh says that originally it was only going to be a bullock and montoya story and um tim bruce tim who we all know uh likes to draw sexy girls says he just added um back into the into the issue without dini's um permission or i guess he he called him up saying i'm adding back girl on this and paul did said what yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, in, it's right here in all caps what, Yeah. exclamation point, exclamation point question mark, question mark. Originally when Barbara was changing to Batgirl <laughs> she actually decided, because the crowd there were so many people that were fleeing from Clayface she actually decided to change in the middle of the crowd like like down to her underwear and he yeah. changing to her costume and running away and um, he uh, showed the artwork to uh, then editor Scott Peterson Scott Peterson said <laughs> no We're not going to be having any of this. And um, he actually, Bruce Tim actually said that he lifted the gag from an old um, Bronze Age Supergirl comic. And uh, Peterson said, "Uh, still no." So, so he changed it to the dressing room. And um, he actually said that he does like the revised version better. But that's a bit of an interesting story. And in the um, the trade that I have, you can actually see the original artwork for it, like like quasi. Yeah,
1: mine also. Yeah, yeah, the uncut barber changing
0: sequence. Yeah. Yes, yes, it exactly, right in front of me as well. Yeah. So that's, I mean, this is a very short story. Uh-huh. I said in the commentary um, on TBU, the Batman Universe commentary, that it's a little funny that Barbara and the, the cops took down Clayface in five minutes, where Batman usually has a very difficult time, uh, you know, fighting him, but who's really going to complain about that?
1: Yeah. No, I do have to say, like, her crashing into him, like... The fact that she's able to kick him through the window, like, was a little off because, I mean, whenever Batman tries that, he more he more often, like, gets stuck in him yeah. than is able to, like, propel him too far. I, I do wonder what the story would have been like without Batgirl. Like, would uh, Montoya and Bullock have gotten anywhere, and, and how would that have changed things?
0: Well, I suppose they do have a, a main hand in defeating him, but... Um, mm-hmm. It it would be kind of like Gotham Central before Gotham Central,
2: mm-hmm. it's just yeah. the
0: cops, and we've never really, I don't think we've ever seen this animated version to have a cop store, which, it would have been fine, but, like, yeah. I do like the fact that there is a costumed element into it.
1: Yeah, and I think some comedy, certainly, but I think... Bullock and Montoya can pull that off. But I, I do love that. That's one of my favorite pa- panels when Batgirl is yelling off panel, shoot the Santa. And like Bullock has this really like, Oh my gosh, he's worried and, and Montoya's looking up and he's saying, You wouldn't and No, you dope that Santa. I think that's good. But you're you're right on just saying the details I think that you're missing. I, I love in the beginning just the facial expressions, especially on Montoya and um and Bullock, especially just him, like, being so annoyed. And she's, like, giving the face palm and all of this stuff. <laughs> and that little kid running away kind of looks like like a baby Ralphie, too, which is funny. Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Yeah, I thought That's so, the too. First panel. But, uh, no, I, you know, it's a fun story. I think I out of the holiday nights, that, that cartoon, I think one of my favorites... Besides, this one was the one where Harley and Ivy uh, sort of kidnap Bruce Wayne. Just because I love those two. I I just think they're so fun together, so that's one of my favorites. But, yeah, this is just such a fun story, and and I love that uh, Batgirl appears in it, of course. I actually like this gray and uh, blue costume more, I think, than the black. I mean, the black is really sleek, and and I do like it, but I, I loved being able to to see this again and see it on um on paper and in all the batman the animated series glory
0: what was it like um like like when you got this issue seeing that this this story originally took place where they had the original designs was that was that any of interest to you because i bet that you saw the cartoon first
1: yeah i did yeah and and i don't know if um when i originally like i don't know if i put two and two together but now that i've been like uh, reading these comics for so long, I think now, like once I reread it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the original one. So I'm not sure when I first read it how I felt about it, but. I, I like it now. And
0: do you remember first seeing? Because like that, this was like the, the animated version was the first episode of the new designs. Do you remember seeing that for the first time when it first aired?
1: I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember my my initial reactions or anything. I, I've had, you know, it, and I think we've had this discussion before. But a lot of the new designs, I, I sort of uh, don't enjoy as much. Uh, there are some that I think are like spot on, and like, oh man, like Scarecrow is like really even creepier than normal. Yes. Catwoman is one of the ones that I'm not as much
0: of a fan of. Uh, mm. and,
1: and Batgirl, you know, is fine. I just like the original uh, gray and blue costume, I think, is just my preference.
0: Yeah, I get you. Some some of them aren't exactly bad. It's just like in terms, in terms of a uh, preference, necessarily, yeah. than upgrade or downgrade. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I said on the commentary, so, so if, if all of you who don't listen to the commentaries, you can get it fresh here, mm-hmm. that um, I was so excited when this episode came on because it was the first time i i remember seeing this before they did the world's finest superman crossover and seeing like um like batgirl come back because she was only in two two episodes in the anime series yeah and seeing the younger robin it was i was so jazzed i mean i remember uh i I don't want to say how long it was ago like over 15 years but it was really 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 exciting and like uh Again, like the idea that Batgirl took down Clayface, uh, like because Clayface was supposed to be dead in the anime series continuity. At least we thought he was. So yeah. I, I never thought twice about it. It was just cool to see everybody again. so That was fun.
1: Yeah, dead is never dead, though. I guess. And never. and what's great about the holiday nights is just it's such like a, you know an actual older Detective Comics, just where there are several stories. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. and and all of them are were just really fun and great. there was a uh, something that I pointed your attention to uh in mine and I don't know you can tell me if that happened to you, but that panel where the girl is grabbing the little boy and you know his hand comes off I the had girl. a miscolor. <laughs> yeah well well because it was a girl, I'm like, who's that girl because her hair is colored blonde did you, was your copy also colored blonde because it's babs yeah. but I was yeah, like yeah. Wait, what's going on
0: yeah, like, where she kind of has, like, the really, like, minimalistic uh, face.
1: Yeah, like, and then the blonde hair, and I'm like, wait, what? Who's that? But, uh, yeah, it's Babs. I was just confused in a moment.
0: Well, these, like, um, I know we talked about this a lot, like, you know, like, when we ever, whenever we, like, hang out online. But, um, the animated what
1: comics. How does that happen?
0: <laughs> never. Or at least through phone. But, uh, the animated comics, because this was, uh, the, from the first set, like, the first Batman anime series animated adaptations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I do remember the coloring being very, very, like, uh, pastel mm-hmm. but to have like you know to have one page her being red the next page being like uh yeah uh pale-ish like like yellow is a <laughs> weird. it was yeah and should we mention the reason why like, like i the the excuse yeah why'd for,
1: you choose it is that that where you going
0: for yeah for in terms of like the shipper special yeah <laughs> why are you what? laughing because <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous okay well, i'm ready for this well, like, like, if you want to if you want to you know stretch your limits and say like well the only romance in here is clearly between uh, Montoya and bullet because they're together you see and they're both <laughs> moms, and they can look into each other's eyes so because I mean, it's, it's really not I mean because even in the comics like at the cause Montoya for those who don't know because people might think that she was always made to be like a lesbian she that didn't really happen until like uh, like the 2000s and during Gotham Central but she was like when in the in like the Batman the DC Batman comic book. She was always Bullock's partner and there was never really any sort of like written romantic tension, but I do think there was um, a lot of fan desire to see them together. So that kind of plays into that, I guess back in the day, but uh, that's a little bit too late now because I
1: think think they've got like good comedic timing between the two of them. And just like, she's able to like give just as much as, you know, he's, he's giving her. So I, I think
2: it's
0: great just to see the two interactions. I liked, it. I liked it in the cartoon when I first saw it where he's actually sleeping when the kid's talking to him. And then she says, wake up, Harvey, we It's like <laughs> all of a sudden their cop is like, oh, yeah. And he just like knocks the kid over. Like that made me laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like is there really a need to give grace any of these? Because I feel like I'm just going to like be uh, lame and say like five out of five all the time. So I feel like maybe grades aren't really necessary, but just kind of our discussions and stuff.
0: 10 out of 10 bats. I mean, yeah, I I mean, we, we do have a, a reflex action to do that. Um, I mean, <laughs> I would imagine it might be irrelevant here because it's sort of a special episode, and because if people can't tell by our tones, we really like these stories.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So um, it might be just like, oh, you just like them, so of course you're giving them the grace. And, like, you're right, so it's up to you.
1: No, I mean,
0: I'm uh, no. <laughs> 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 the
2: answer is no.
1: So I guess we'll move on to an even happier uh, story. Um, I was trying to see if I could get more information on like when this came out and everything.
0: The, your story?
1: Yeah, two of a kind.
0: Well, is that, it actually originated from the Batman Black and White uh, series.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which we talked about in the comic cast before I, how you say, betrayed you <laughs> and left. It's <laughs> it's really
1: cool. Oh, it says cover date was June 1st.
0: 1996.
1: Two-Face one? That's what it's saying on uh, Comic Vine if they're reliable.
0: I don't think they are. You um, don't think so? Well, I mean, I honestly don't think that, like, because uh, the Batman Black and White series began happening. Like, there were short stories at in the back of um, Gotham Knights. That started happening, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, I mean, there th- must be you're misremembering it because, um, I don't know, the, the these holiday specials were around that time.
1: Two of a Kind was issue one, June 1996.
0: Okay, I might be wrong then. I, I, I don't remember it when it first came out. So uh.
1: So it was in a Batman Black and White, which was uh, a four-issue comic book limited series. And they're doing them again now, which is great. And you're, you've been enjoying the new ones, right? Yes, I have. Okay, you had to think about that one. Uh, but these original ones were in 1996, and so this one was apparently in issue number one. Uh, the writer and the artist was the wonderful Bruce Timm. <laughs> and letters were by Todd Klein. So Donovan and I I guess it was I mean we'll we'll just say we had equal idea. Really it was your it was your thought that we should do this.
0: I never thought you'd take it seriously. Well I'll, come <laughs>
1: on. You know that anything you text me, I'm like, you know I'm gonna consider it. So Donovan said we should do a live reading of this. And I, but, you know, he said, but it may be too dark for your listeners. And I said, well, really, compared to that aardvark, Arthur, nothing's going to get as dark as that. So we're going to read this, this story live. It's two of a kind, and I guess you'll get a, an idea of what happens. I mean, basically, it's a Two-Face is cured, both physically and, and psychologically, and he falls in love, and then some bad stuff happens. <laughs>
2: as you I mean, might imagine. <laughs> as
1: you might imagine. So here, for the first time ever, and the last time ever, no practicing. We have the the dramatic portrayal.
0: I can't wait. <laughs>
1: the dramatic audio portrayal of two of a kind.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Harvey Dent, and mm-hmm. you will be Marilyn and Madeline. I
5: know you think that you know me well you got some stories that I would not have you tell But when push comes to shove, baby Who can ring your bell? Today is a brand new day And today is the day that we say
0: She was the pride of Gotham City, as brilliant as she was beautiful. Her innovative, state-of-the-art plastic surgery techniques, combined with the latest advances in psychotherapy, accomplished what Batman and the entire Gotham police force never could. The complete destruction of the criminal mastermind, Two-Face, and we see images of Two-Face getting plastic surgery, and he's fixed. If I'd known then how it all turned out... I would never have let her fall in love with me. Two-Face is making out with his surgeon. Two-Face, one of a kind. Story art by Bruce now. The tabloids had a field day with it, of course. On the day of my release from Arkham, a well-connected friend of mine arranged to have me smuggled out the rear entrance to avoid the media circus outside. Thanks for everything, Bruce. You stay out of trouble now, pal. I'll be keeping an eye on you. Good old Bruce... As we see, Harvey enjoying his new life and Batman staring from the shadows. Not surprisingly, the DA's office didn't want to have anything to do with me, but I managed to land a position with one of the smaller law firms. It was harder than hell, a to normal life. I never would have made it without Marilyn. God, she was so radiant that day when I went shopping for wedding rings.
1: Why, Marilyn, dear, where have you been hiding this gorgeous hunk of man? Madeline? Harvey, this is my my sister. I... We have to go. Of course you do, darling. Bye, Harvey. See you soon. I wanted to tell you. I swear I did. The psychologists were afraid that if you knew I had a twin sister, it would ignite Two-Face's obsession with duality. Especially since Madeline, she, she's been in and out of institutions her whole life. She always hated me. On our eleventh birthday, she broke a pocket mirror into little pieces and slipped them into my milk. I almost died. God, Harvey, I'm so sorry. Please, tell me you're going to be okay.
0: I lied. Told her I'd be fine. What else could I do? I tried to fight it, but I could feel my perfectly ordered world starting to unravel. Then, that night...
1: Knock, knock. I thought you might like to treat your fiancé to a little supper.
0: Loved you, honey, but I have to finish this brief before tomorrow's session.
1: Marilyn? Come on, lover. Give us a kiss.
0: Very funny, Madeline. Go play your sick game somewhere else.
1: I'll bet Little Miss Goody Two-Shoes doesn't kiss you like that. Shut your mouth, you little tramp! You're hurting me. It's okay, baby. I like it rough.
0: The abyss yawned before me, and I fell. Poor Marilyn never suspected... While she happily prattled on about our wedding arrangements, I couldn't help thinking how wonderful her sister would be in bed later that night. I realized there was only one thing to do. It's over. If you try to tell Marilyn about us, I'll deny it ever happened.
1: Oh, no. That ugly little b has been taking what's mine since the day she was born. Well, not this time. I'll see her in hell first.
0: I went back to my place and tried to put it out of my mind. Crazy broad. Still. Something about her tone was giving me the willies. I got nothing but busy signals when I tried to call Marilyn. I tried to relax, to convince myself I was just being paranoid. But two hours later, I was still getting busy signals from her goddamn phone. My heart was pounding to the beat of band as I raced to her apartment. I took the stairs three at a time, but already I knew that I would be! And she, <laughs> Harvey finds his fiancée slaughtered on the ground.
1: With Yeah, the writing, now it's just the two of us From blood on the... Yeah, yeah. on
0: the walls, too late I staggered about the apartment My mind whirling Every fiber of my being cried out for vengeance For blood But I was cured That's right, that's what they said Cured, sane Harvey Dent was no killer Fortunately I knew someone who was so Harvey reaches into a uh, a fire and just shoots into his face. Ah! Somehow she found me.
1: I had to do it, you know. She didn't love you. Not the real you. She loved the prettified, watered-down version of you. She could never love your passion, your rage, your inner fire, like I do.
0: Turns around and... Well, then this must be your lucky day. What do you say, Madeline? Still want me?
1: Yes, I do. Don't you see, Harvey? We're two of a kind. We were made for each other.
0: What was I thinking? How could I destroy this lovely creature whose savage heart was as black and hateful as my own? Look at that face. Those eyes. That perfect mouth. So much like... Marilyn. BAM! Then I just waited for you to show up, as you always do. Take me back where I belong, with the rest of the crazy people, and with uh, the twin dead. Two-faced, waits as Batman looks on. The end. The And What?
1: What a happy
0: story! <laughs> <laughs> Bravo.
2: Well done.
1: I mean, you know, I just whenever I come home from a rough day at work, I pop that story open, and it just—it's <laughs> it, just warms the black cockles of my heart. <laughs> You know, my first question for you: What when you first read this? What was your reaction? Because I like have vivid memories reading this, and I'm interested to hear uh, what your reactions were.
0: My first reaction was, "Holy crap!" <laughs> um, I'm trying to think because I know I read this. Uh, I know I have two copies of the story. I think I have it. Uh, there's a, there's a Batman Two Face trade paperback which collects Batman stories with Two Face, and that's in there. And I don't think I have the original uh, issue that this, this was printed in. I want to say... I, I really don't remember where else I had I heard that story when I saw it, but I knew that, like, this is one of the blackest stories I've ever read. <laughs> Although, I love this story. I, really, really, I think it's really, really effective. And, like, it's uh, BT, like, you know, like, writing and, and illustrating, so it's totally him, like, unfiltered. And he talks about it, like, in his uh, interview book, Modern Masters Volume 3, about how, like, uh, it wasn't necessarily, like, his take on it wasn't like necessarily him doing an animated story although he kind of considers it in continuity if the story you know if the batman anime series were r-rated yeah (laughs)
1: there's
0: like because he says like they've adapted some comics to their anime series but they know they can never do this because there's too much violence and sex in it it's but it's it's you know it's film noir and it's really really it's really really good it's really good i think how the story is told you know it's a kind of a romance story and it's a thriller story and a horror story and again like I, i i love the artwork i think that uh the very evocative nature of the character's facial expressions. And like the little details that like were Harvey's, um, cured face still has some lines on the, on the, where his scar side used to be. I thought it was a pretty nice detail. And like, just like the, like the looks of, um, like, uh, what's her name? Madeline, like the evil twin, <laughs> like, uh, where she says, see you soon. Like she has that really like seductive evil <laughs> look in her face. I love this story. I, I love the crap out of it. And, uh, I think because it's so dark and so violent and so, like, intense, honestly, just, just, that just pluses it. You know, I, I, I've famously complained a lot about, you know, uh, recent comics being too violent and too nasty, but I think in terms of the way you make it evocative, it can work. I think this is one of those uh, instances, but uh, this was your choice, which um, I figured you might choose it, so why did you, why'd you yeah. like it?
1: Well, I just gotta say, like I said, you you got this uh this trade for me for a gift, and I was reading it. I I believe it was on the way back from you know SCCC 2012, and so obviously you know I'm reading like all these happy stories, da 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 da. Like, oh oh, this is so great, so great, so great. I'm reading this, then like the, basically that love scene happens,
2: and I'm like, <laughs> what
1: just happened? <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm looking at Bruce Timm's stuff I I just had been reading Bruce Timm's stuff for 180 pages and then all of a sudden it takes a hard left turn (laughs) (laughs) I was like what is going on right now so I was just like I think my faces were just like uh you know that that face that I make when my eyes get really big and like my jaw drops and I just kept reading I'm like what is going on what's going on but it is. Yeah, I love the the film noir, not only I, I, I guess the storytelling as well as the art and the brutal nature of it and, and how, you know, he was for all intents and purposes cured. Um, and, and he even felt like, but I think he loved Marilyn so much uh, that he wanted to adventure, but he realized that Harvey Dent couldn't do it, and so that's why you know he's he felt like Two Face had to arise again. But it's such a tragic story too, just like you finally kind of he has hope, and uh, and then it's dashed mm-hmm. so suddenly, which was which was a bummer. Do you think? I mean, what do you think about this love? And it's very similar, you know. As I was rereading Mad Love, I thought, well, this is sort of similar to Mad Love, right? That Harley falls in love with this patient I mean what do you think about Marilyn falling in love did, was she falling in love with 2 Face at the time that he was undergoing his treatment or did she always sort of love this Harvey underneath I mean what do you think about that love between Marilyn and, and Harvey
0: it's actually uh, that reminds me it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that love because uh, again like in the interview book that I have with Bruce Tim, like he mentioned that um after Matt love came out and was a big success they talked about doing a follow-up and this was actually pitched as this, this idea it was just the idea that Two-Face uh, falls in love with twins was pictures as a sequel story, but he kind of didn't work on it until a little bit later as a short story. I imagine because, you know, Harvey Dent before he goes crazy or maybe he was always crazy. But like there is a Harvey there is a side of Harvey Dent that is good. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very he's a very like um, there's a dichotomy within Harvey Dent, one good and one evil. I think the good side is clearly what um, Marilyn fell in love with, not necessarily like, yeah. you know, the evil villain that she tried to cure like a some sort of wounded puppy. Because she, she you know, she stuck with him after he was cured, mm-hmm. and then like you know, uh, her twin isn't so nice. Right. And um, as she says, you know, I, you know, she she couldn't appreciate your 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 fire, your inner passion like I do, which she agrees with. Like he, she's right. Uh, you know, she she is. She's the only one that who gets me, but um, Marilyn also got me as well, which was a nice ending. I mean, the, there's there's some really heavy stuff in here. I think the um, the killing of Marilyn shot me more than the sex scene because it's so it's gruesome.
1: Yeah, no,
0: I feel you there.
1: Do you think that Madeline loved him, uh, or do you think it was more an intense hatred of her sister?
0: That's actually a good question because I think that like her, her, well she to kill her? I think there's definitely an aspect that uh, maybe she was looking to, uh, maybe she was looking for an excuse to kill her sister, but. Again, she, got, she does move on. She says, you know, mm-hmm. I still love you, you know, even though you're, you're 2 faced again by putting fire in her face. Right. I, I mean, I think these characters here, they're actually very simple. Uh, not, not, not one-dimensional necessarily, but, like, they know what they want and they go after it. So I don't mm-hmm. think there's any – I don't think these characters are lying when, when they say what they want and when they go after it necessarily. Do you think, would you agree with that? Like these characters are, or there's
1: no, that they like what they go after. Yeah, no, I, I certainly really, I do see that. I I think there are certainly, um, several layers to it. And, and I do, I feel like she, she may have loved Two-Face, but I, I think there's also something that she hated her sister to such a great degree. And, and I mean, you know, the whole story about the shattering the, the glass and putting her milk and, and, gee, just, just what he uh, she did, you know, <laughs> with That's her sister. Line. And I think just wanting something that her sister had. Uh, I think that was part of it, too. So perhaps she just had two natures, just like, you know, Face had two natures.
0: It should also, be that, uh, or should also be said that this was actually made into a motion comic that I, I recently saw on YouTube. And it has different voices because uh, than the, you know, Richard Mall Two-Face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is a shame because I, as much as people go on about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as being the perfect Batman Joker, I truly think that yeah his voice for Two-Face was absolutely perfect. And I really hear his voice when I'm reading this. So to hear that, hear a different guy's voice was a little disappointing. But, I mean, people want to see that. If you want to see that motion comic, it is on YouTube. Although, they actually edit some of it, like uh, some of the language and, um... The line about, you know, the, the broken piece of mirror in my milk was cut out. and uh, Oh,
1: was it? Wow.
0: Which, I mean, I, I, I kind of get because those motion comics are a yeah. bit more, I don't want to say all ages, but made for a broader audience. But um mm-hmm. I do like the really raw, raggedy, um, just ugly nature of the comic. Because I think that, like, it's, it's sort of a really beautiful kind of ugly.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that it seems like she was killed with a mirror because when you look at that scene – uh, there's there's a there's a glass mirror on the ground um, and it's broken up. So I wonder if she was if that's how she she was killed as well.
0: Do you have any um, particular? Because the way this story is told between you know panels, mm-hmm. a lot of time passes between panels, kind of tells its own story. Do you have any particular panels that you enjoyed in terms of like artwork or just the story?
1: You know. You may, uh, I mean, obviously, because I'm a shipper, you're going to be like, "Oh, well, of course." But that one panel where it's kind of near the end, yeah, the sexy, the, <laughs> where you know, look at that face, those eyes, that perfect mouth, so much like, just like the way that she is drawn so wonderfully, it just really reminds, and I love old movies, I um, mean, you know, like Ingrid Bergman mm-hmm. and, and Catherine Hepburn and things like that, and it just totally reminds me of just like some dame. That you know uh, Humphrey Bogart would be wooing or something, you know maybe in Casablanca or something. Just like I, I think it's just so perfectly captured, and, and you know just below it, of course, just that blam right there when he's kissing her. Um, but but it's just it's it's so wonderful. How about you? Are there? Do you have any favorites?
0: Actually, uh, very similar. I, I love that panel absolutely. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a really gorgeous panel, mm-hmm. and uh that scene like where he 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 loves both of them. And his it's his, his love for Marilyn that makes him kill Madeline, but yeah. he doesn't deny that he loves her. Yeah, which is, it's 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 an endless cycle of violence that he recognizes, which he just which is why he allows himself to escape. And I actually really really love the final panel because that's the only. I mean, Grant, you saw a, kind of a shadow of him earlier, but like yeah, the whole story is being told to Batman, and Batman's just kind of like, just like sitting there standing there watching. It's it's really 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 good (laughs) because it's so simple but it Mm -hmm. tells so much yeah and like it's the line the the rest of the crazy people I think it's really nice yeah
1: and and I and it, it really I think gets to the heart of the Harvey Dent character because um just like you said I think there's always a part of him that that is good but it just it's fighting so much and it reminds me one of my favorite episodes is that goodness what like the judge
0: oh man yeah you know the judge uh, judgment and,
1: day. yeah and, and he's like taking uh vengeance on all these criminals and everything and then you find out who it is uh i guess i don't want to spoil i don't know but uh no it just sort of reminds me that that he'll always he understands the line and everything and and i think it's great that he he's waiting there for batman
0: well 2 Face does also um uh, joker joker's a default answer but like 2 Face is one of my all-time favorite villains i think that this is one of the best takes on him, because it shows how utterly ripped apart and conflicted his mind is. And again, like like you said earlier, he, he wasn't asking for this. I mean, he, he was basically cured. And these females got in the way. <laughs> uh, I, also, I also really like the panel where, like, uh, Madeline sees him at the pier. My favorite line is, somehow she found me, because that's, that's a very... In fairness, kind of poor exposition, but because the story is told the way it is, I kind of like it. Yeah. But um, the panel where she says she didn't love you, the real you is cut in half where you only see half of his face. It's, I think it's pretty cool.
1: Do you, would you say that this, and, um, you know, I was thinking about this, and, and since I know you pretty well, would you say that this is almost like a, does it have some Shakespearean themes to it, do you think? Could you see um, this, like, I mean, do you see some similarities between, just like the tragedy and the, I guess, the yeah. whole nature of man and everything? Yeah.
0: I definitely, I mean, I've not read or, or, or researched like, everything Shakespeare's done, but in terms of what I know and what I like, which is a handful amount, I can kind of see some Hamlet in there in terms of like a character who's driven to do what he feels is right or what he feels has to happen, but he's, he's very conflicted about it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like Hamlet wanting to uh, kill Claudius, but he kind of goes back and forth on it, like, you know, am I a coward kind of thing, and I mean... Dents a bit more. He's a less hesitant about it, but there are certain definitely this aspect of that, or even Macbeth, where Macbeth sort of is um, at first conflicted, but then driven to he still sort of resigned in his madness and kind of you know falls morally. So there, there are there are some Shakespearean themes out there if you can find them. Absolutely, there's not. I, I don't think, I don't think that's reaching. I think that that's absolutely uh, an aspect of the story.
1: Uh, I think my final question is, and this is something that I, I it doesn't even only pertain to this story but why why do you think batman and and bruce wayne always believes in in harvey
0: i think because partly because harvey was his friend and he likes to believe in the people he once trusted and also because harvey is so psychologically split that like he know he realizes the the mental aspect of the character where he uh, i mean we talked about um ego which should be out the ego special on oh, yeah. TV collected which should be out by the time you're listening to this hopefully where he um is talking to himself, and um, uh, the bad creature talking about how, you know, Harvey's condition makes him free to do whatever he wants, and, he, and, like, he says, he's mentally ill, and that line gives you insight as to how he sees him as, a, you know, somebody who's legitimately has a problem that needs to be fixed, that needs to be cured. He doesn't, he doesn't see Harvey, I mean, granted, he punches his face a lot, but he doesn't see Harvey as, like, you know, a psychopath that's just, you know, should be locked up. He sees him as somebody who he desperately wants to help and, and have cured, so... And I think this story kind of lends t- towards Batman's faith in him because he just he doesn't put up a fight. He just kind of like, you know, resigns, you know, I, I murdered this woman that locked me up because that's where I belong. And that kind of um, lends towards Batman's faith in him that he at least knows that he's messed up. And he doesn't feel like, Two-Face doesn't feel like he can do anything about it, but um, maybe Batman can help him someday. There's also the, there was an episode of the animated series that I really like called Second Chance where Harvey's going in for plastic surgery and, uh, as Two-Face, and um, somebody has kidnapped him. Who could it be? And Batman and Robin kind of try to – it's sort of a whodunit as to who may have kidnapped Two-Face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've seen that episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I like that too. And also, it gets into Batman's – Bruce Wayne's friendship with him and his, and his uh, hope to see him cured one day. Because he's one of those characters that Batman doesn't like to just, you know, treat as a villain. He does, you know, at least with the right writing, he does try to rehabilitate him like some other characters.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess, any any final thoughts on this uplifting story?
0: <laughs> it is dark and depressing, but I'm, it's good. It's, it's,
1: no, it's, it is really good, yeah.
0: It's fantastic. I love this story. Actually, I'm, I'm actually glad I remember this now. Um, on the Fat Man on Batman podcast that kevin smith has which is basically him having to talk about batman with some batman related people uh he had on grant morrison and grant morrison actually uh listed this as one of his favorite batman stories at first kevin smith thought he was talking about mad love but he says oh no i'm talking about the one with two face and the twins and uh that's sort of a notable thing if people want to find this um there's various places you can find it just two of a kind by bruce tim and this is I have a long list of favorite Batman stories, but this this probably cracks uh, the lower end of them because I really do like how simple and effective it is. I, mm-hmm. I love this story, and I'm glad that you chose to uh, have us read it out loud.
1: Yeah, and I have us. Yeah, I never thought you'd take me serious.
0: <laughs>
1: well, Kyle, when you tell me to jump, I <laughs> jump. <laughs> oh, Kyle, uh, why can't I do my own? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so. no, I uh, you know I'll never forget this story. I think it'll always be there and and I think a story that can impact you in that way is, is is just a great story. And I love your text afterwards. I'm like, you know, I think I'm just going two of a kind, and you said I
0: knew you would.
1: <laughs> so you like knew me too well that that we would do this. but but I think it it had to be told. and
0: we well, are a woman who loves quality, and you know there's this is That's, a high quality story.
1: yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, now on to, I guess, we can say that this is the main event.
0: Yeah, so in case anybody's fast-forwarding to this, it's uh, oh my about gosh. That'd
1: <laughs> be roughly five,
0: 50 minutes until we get to Mad Love.
1: The- <laughs>
4: uh, uh, Holly Quinn, pleased to meet ya! Uh, uh, Holly Quinn, Holly Quinn, please! Please, 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 please to meet ya. Ha, ha, Harley Quinn, please to meet ya. The joker. Pudding, puddin. I Mr. J. Oh joker. Mr. J Mr. J W I pudding. Pudding. I puddin' a puddin. Joker. The Joker? Pudding. Mr. J. Mr. J. Ah Mr. J, Mr. J Mr. J Pudding. Mr. J. Mr. J and Mr. J! Mr. J pudding. Jay! Hi, Mr. Jay!
1: I did want to before going into this just kind of a brief history of, of Harley Quinn because uh, I think it's just awesome how she came into to being and she was first introduced in, in actually animated form uh, yes. which doesn't happen very often in Batman the Animated Series in 1992 and the episode was Joker's favor and then she was brought into comics and her first appearance in comics was Batman Adventures number 12 in 1993 so basically a year later. And now she's really dotting the page, and she's got her own comics now, and she's in Suicide Squad and everything. And Mad Wolf was written in 1994 as a one-shot to sort of explore Harley's backstory. And, and it won an Eisner that year for Best Single Story. And mm-hmm. then it was later adapted into cartoon form in uh, the new Batman Adventures. And there's also a motion comic adaptation for this, too. Since, oh, yes, there is, isn't there? Yeah, since you mentioned that. I wanted to read a quote from my, um, the foreword by Paul Denny. Uh, Welcome to the world of Harley Quinn, or the version of Harley I was writing in 1993. I originally created Harley as a sideline character in the Batman the Animated Series episode Joker's Favor. Later I saw in her the chance to tell a story about her past that would lift her up from being just another goon in a funny suit. The fact that Harley felt affection for the Joker was bizarre. Add in the idea that she had once been his therapist made it tragic. Batman producer slash director slash pal Bruce, Tim, and I had been invited to do a special issue of DC's Batman Adventures and we had been toying with the Harley origin story. When I told Bruce of this weird twist I wanted to bring to Harley's history, he enthusiastically went for it. Like two kids working out a jigsaw puzzle, we fit the rest of the story, now appropriately titled Mad Love, into place over bad hamburgers at a crummy tropical restaurant. And I think midway, or like right after that issue, Paul casually mentioned to me, this is from Bruce, uh, one day that he'd figured out Harley Quinn's er- origin story. Turns out the kooky clown girl was once Joker's psychiatrist. <laughs> so it's just great that they kind of went this route. And, and just to hear the history of her, I think, is just really fun. And, and she's a really loved character now, too. So it's just great to see her growth. So Batman Adventures, Mad Love, writer Paul Denny, Pencilers, Bruce Tim and Glenn Murakami, which I've met both of those people. Oh, yes. Inker, and we know someone who knows Glimmer, who like, went to school with him, which is awesome. Oh, yes. Inker, Bruce Tim, Coerce, Bruce Tim, and Rick Taylor. And the cover date for this was 1994. So I'll give a synopsis longer than I thought it was, but it shouldn't be too long. So basically, it's a three act story, I would say. You know, act one being Joker failing in a plot and trying to come up with a new one. Harley trying to help him out, but that doesn't work work out uh then harley goes out on her own and you know readers learn about her backstory and then part three is harley putting a plan into play and joker finding out about it so the story begins with commissioner gordon getting a dentist appointment as part of the police physical but the dentist actually turns out to be the joker who <laughs> has led gordon into a trap a uh, Harley Quinn straps scored into the chair as Joker prepares to kill him with a drill through his head. When the Batman bursts through the window to save him, Harley sprays gas at him to stun him while they make their escape, but not before Joker throws a grenade at <laughs> Batman throws it out the window moments before it explodes. Meanwhile, back at the Joker's lair, the Joker is obsessively <laughs> <laughs> thinking of ways to kill Batman. At the same moment, Harley is flirting with him, ooh, which the Joker ignores. Harley then suggests that Joker just shoot Batman, but the Joker claims that he wants to give him a superior, complicated death that would humiliate him. Frustrated, the Joker kicks Harley out. Confused and angry, Harley wonders how her life took a turn for the worst, when she then starts to think that it is, of course, Batman's fault. At that moment, she has a flashback of when she started working at Arkham Asylum as a new psychiatrist. When Harvey was first interviewing the Joker, he claims that he had an abusive father that beat him up almost every day and that the only time he saw his father truly happy was when he brought Joker to the circus when he was seven years old. He laughed really hard at the clowns there, doing things like dropping their pants. The next day, he had his father's best pants around his ankles like the clowns he saw at the circus, but his father ended up breaking his nose in response. After numerous interviews, Harley concluded that Joker was not an insane criminal but a tortured soul looking for acceptance and that many people, especially Batman, are getting in the way at that. At one point, Joker even escapes Arkham and, and Harley's just a nervous wreck and Joker's returned, but he's battered and beaten and she's just really angry and even hostile at Batman for his condition. Desiring to help Joker, she goes to a novelty store and... and And takes various prank toys, a mask, and a costume out. And she returns to Arkham and she breaks Joker out of Arkham. And now the Joker is is seeing her as Harley Quinn. And at the end of the flashback, Harley gets an idea of how to get rid of Batman. So she sends a tape to the police department telling Batman that the Joker plans to eliminate the whole city with gas bombs. And she just can't go along with this. She also asks Batman to give her protection in return for helping to stop Joker. Later at the docks, Harley gives Batman the blueprints for the Joker's plan when suddenly the Joker actually appears on a boat and he starts shooting at them. But when Batman tosses a batarang at him, the Joker turns out to be a robot as a distraction for Harley to knock out Batman with a medical shot of some sort. Upon regaining consciousness, Batman then finds himself hanging upside down over a piranha tank. I'm a piranha. Harley says she was lying about the gas bomb so she could lure Batman into a trap and try the Death of a Hundred Smiles plan. So Joker originally scrapped this because he couldn't get the piranhas to smile. But Harley had the idea of hanging the victim upside down. So from their vantage point, they are smiling. She (laughs) thinks it will impress the Joker, but Batman laughs at the thought, which is something he rarely does, so it sort of freaks her out, uh, which is kind of funny in the animated series when he starts laughing. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) He tells Harley that Joker tricked her from the start. He also tells her that Joker was lying about his father during the interviews, actually bringing up some of the the stories that he... um, he makes which was a, a flashback for me to uh the dark knight cuz you know each time
2: uh, oh yeah y-
1: you know Heath Ledger's Joker he always says Do you want to hear how i got these scars and like he would tell a new story all the time so it's sort of reminded me of that so harley refuses to believe him but she prepares to drop batman anyway and he claims that it will not make the joker believe that he is really dead so harley calls joker to her location so he can see batman's death himself knowing that joker would be happy to see him die however the joker is uh actually angry at harley because she never told him about her plan to trap batman saying that he only wanted batman dead if he did it and if he wants it done Harley then explained her plan, but it made Joker even more angry, saying that if you explain a joke, then there is no joke. And he attacks her with a plastic swordfish and knocks her out of a window, which, uh, according to Donovan, uh, is six stories high. I don't know.
0: And critically injures her.
1: I mean, that's what you said. And
0: critically- I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't exact.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought like you counted the windows.
0: Uh.
1: And uh, critically injures her. Joker asks Batman to forgive him for Harley's shenanigans and to do this with him another time, but then as he's walking away he realizes this is a good opportunity to actually kill Batman. He prepares to shoot him, uh, apparently taking Harley's earlier suggestion, but Batman shatters a tank, freeing the piranhas as they bite Joker, and he also grabs his um, utility belt with his teeth, which seems fantastical. Batman <laughs> uses his lockpick to free himself as he chases the Joker, and the Joker ends up leaping upon a train, And Batman gets on the train, too, telling Joker that Harley would have actually succeeded in killing him. He was unconscious and helpless. All she had to do was drop him in a tank. In fact, she was even closer than Joker ever was. And he ends that little speech by calling him Pudding, Hmm. uh, which is something Harley always does. So Joker's really angry at this. uh, And he fights Batman. And actually, sort of, I mean, he gets in some choice choice hits which which is one of a uh, question i've got uh but batman later knocks joker into a burning smokestack uh making him falling screaming to his apparent death and in the final scene harley is escorted back into arkham but this time as a patient and so she thinks that you know joker she she's finally seen who he really is a murderous manipulative irredeemable psychopath and she swears that she will never love him again uh, but uh, she quickly falls back in love again when she sees a uh, get well soon and a flower signed by the Joker. So re- revealing that, of course, the Joker has uh, survived his, uh, his latest encounter with Batman. And, th- and, th- and that's Mad Wolf. That is Mad Wolf. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, I guess first and foremost, I mean, what are your thoughts just on the depth that this story adds to Harley's character and, and her backstory that they bring into here? Because I think that's kind of the, the big thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I I remember hearing that uh, Harley Quinn was the Joker psychiatrist before I read this. I be- I'm pretty sure it was vaguely referenced in some of the animated series episodes. Like she says, like, "Oh, look, back, when I was a psychiatrist, I was always listening to people's problems." And like somewhere along the line, I heard that, like, "Oh, you know that like she was the Joker psychiatrist." I thought that was the most insane thing I ever heard. Like, oh my god, <laughs> he turned his psychiatrist into like his uh, preening girlfriend henchman that's that is is outrageous that's a wild idea so that idea always struck me i didn't read the comic i'm pretty sure i want to say i'm pretty sure that i saw the cartoon first although i honestly don't remember if i saw the cartoon before i read the comic this comic clearly struck a nerve with people uh in terms of like the depth of it it's interesting because there's actually a lot of things going on like psychologically in here you have uh, the basis of this. This base. The basis of the story is this is a very uh, abusive domestic relationship. You know, you, you have the whole um, costume action with, with Batman and the Joker. You have the uh, you know romance angle. There's actually a lot of like failed uh, covers where you see like uh, Harley, like like you know, it's, it's sort of like a take on the Harlequin romance covers where like. Joker's all muscular, and, and Harley's, like, you know, this, like, big, busty woman.
5: Yeah. And they're, like,
0: you know, lovers embrace it. As, as Batman has, has, like, a bomb in his mouth. <laughs> Which really makes me laugh, because B- Batman's a really straight... He's a really wonderful straight man in the story. In terms of the depth, I think um, the heart of this is sort of a domestic abusive relationship. And it's kind of hard, it's kind of easy to uh, have that aspect lost on you in terms of all what's going on. But, like, once you realize that, it, it makes the story really, really sad. But in a good way, if that mm-hmm. makes a, a lick of sense, and it might not. I think there's a lot of uh, different dimensions to the story, which you can get into. But in terms of, like, uh, right away, it strikes me how multi-layered the story is. And um, it's almost a simple story, but once you kind of uh, digest it, you can kind of really understand how good of a writer Paul Dini is and how effective the story mm-hmm. uh, he made it through the script.
1: Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I certainly agree that it is sort of a sad tale as well. But, uh I loved just seeing, you know, what her history was like before uh, we we see this sort of dopey, colorful character um, and and just seeing how that all came about. And and I think it is such a twist and it's such a neat and awesome twist, something that you don't really see coming. And normally, you know, you uh, you go from like the, the front forward. But this was I think it's interesting that we just knew her as Harley and so we're, we're shocked at the beginning point rather than the end. So I think that's just an awesome storytelling tool or yeah, a, just the a, way they did that.
0: I have a question for you. Um, obviously, this story was, you know, the, the origin of Harley Quinn mm-hmm. was a story that, that DC Comics felt that, you know, was a story worth telling because she was a popular character from the anime series. Why do you think she's so popular with fans?
1: <sighs> do you think it's th- the same reason that joker is is so popular which which i i don't know but i mean I people <laughs> people love the joker for whatever reason i think you know perhaps because he's he's this crazy guy and he's he's very colorful and he's the arch nemesis nemesis i guess we can say of batman and and look here's this girl that's kind of his sidekick almost like robin to batman And how many other, I mean, of course you have Catwoman and everything, but perhaps she's just one, and Talia. But, you know, I'm just thinking of all the cosplayers that I've seen in San Diego. And I see a lot of Catwoman. I don't really, I feel like I've only seen one Talia. But Harley, you know, I just consistently see her. I think it's certainly her actual character, just how playful and colorful she is. But but I think it's just being a... a bad guy that's that's fun to love and, and someone that is uh, associated with the Joker. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. I, I think we'd also have to just get to the point of like, why do people love the Joker so much?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. You have anywhere to be? I think. Uh, okay, uh, when it comes to the Joker, I think there's a couple aspects because he, uh, when he first. <laughs> sit down, children let me spin you a tale. when he first appeared in 1940 in batman number one he was pretty much the first like he really was the first costume villain batman fought i mean mm-hmm. batman fought Hugo strange and the detective issues but like the joker was the first like you know costume persona that he fought and the majority of his first appearance is him totally having his way with like the, the police and batman like totally like, like outsmarting them killing everybody who gets in his way and basically being invulnerable to the last minute where he, batman and him just beat the crap out of each other he was extremely popular that, like, I mean, he was supposed to die in his first appearance. And they changed it because, like, like uh, Bill Finger and the editors like, realized, like, no, we can't kill this guy off. He's too popular. He's too interesting. And I think a lot of that was because he was so unpredictable, and he outfoxed Batman often. When he was brought back in the 70s as, like, the killer persona that Daniel Neal kind of wrote him as, he was, he, again, he, you know, he outsmarted Batman. Mm-hmm. He was a total uh, sociopathic maniac. And I think that, like, I think it's a, a mix of the unpredictability with him and the lethality that really outfoxes Batman often to where you want to see Batman really push to his limits. And I think the Joker brings brings out the best of him. I think that um, ever since the animated series, I don't think he's, he's ever been as funny as he was before the animated series came along. And a lot of that's helped by Mark Hamill and in the writing of the show. And so kind of getting to Harley Quinn, I think that, like, she brings out – I think she brings out a different size to the Joker – and that, like, you know, like, like, it's one thing for him to have a hench, you know, a hench wench or, or a female henchman or a woman or whatever, but to have her have her own personality and not just be, like, you know, a yes boss, whatever boss, okay boss, and have her, have, you know, make these kind of snide comics, like she hates fish and stuff, that, it's kind of cool. And I think that, like, um, I'm not, I don't really fully understand why she is so popular because that kind of came about when I was really young, so I, I didn't see it happen necessarily, but if I were to make a guess at it, I think because she has been given so much life just as a, the Joker's henchwoman
2: mm-hmm.
0: before she was kind of expanded upon. I think people liked that, and I think people responded to that. So then again, you would have later on episodes like Harley's Holiday where the Joker was nowhere near it, and she could support a story on her own. So I think that might get into, you know, it's it speaks to the Joker's personality, and the fact that she has her own personality as just a henchwoman kind of gives her... I kind of want you to know more about her, I think. So I, I imagine that why that might be. Do you agree or disagree?
1: No, I, I yeah, I agree with you there. And, and I was also just thinking about, like, her. I, I don't think innocence is the right word, but, like, just like I would have trouble seeing, like, Barbara naked. Like in any like comic form, if someone were to draw that, like it would really rub me the wrong way. Yeah, me too. Um, and, yeah, because I, I, I like, have the
0: same I have the same deal with Cassandra Cain.
1: Yeah, no, because I, I think there are certain characters that like they should not be over and and I, I I still have issues with um you know how Harley looks now um in this sort of like I can't remember what movie the that yeah yeah you know the the purple and the the red and just like the boobs overflowing and everything. That whole controversy that you know when DC Comics was uh, announcing that you know breaking a comics with Harley Quinn, and like some of the artists, well, yeah. there was so much controversy because like there was just like these over-sexualized, like portrayals, and people didn't like that. And I think there's just something about that character that is more like sweet and innocent, even though she is. Yeah, I mean, she, we can kind of say that she's evil. That, <laughs> but she's certainly like changed. I think in the in. In how she is now, but but I think originally, I, I think a lot of people even will still say that you know I I would prefer to not see Harley Quinn naked because she's just not that type of type of character.
0: Well, there's always gonna be fans that want to see Harley naked, um, but I mean, um, I, in terms going back to that uh, audition process for new artists, one of the really one of the things that really 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 infuriated fans was that one of the requests that DC made was, can you please draw Harley attempting to commit suicide? <laughs> What the hell was wrong
1: with me? Well, apparently – yeah, and I'm reading like apparently it was um like four different suicide scenarios. Oh, really? So they were all – this is what I'm reading from Wikipedia. but uh, right. But apparently – yeah, I know, right? But apparently this fourth scenario was she was supposed to attempt suicide while naked in a bathtub.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that like – because I, I remember Dini actually came out and said that he saw the – was, no, maybe it wasn't Dini, but, like, the original request, I think it was Jim Lee that said the original request wasn't as, like, dour as it, it made it sound, but, like... <laughs> the, 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 How can you the, make
1: the, it that sound any better?
0: I know, the, the suicide's not ever above a certain tone, honestly. And with the Harley Quinn as a character, like, doing, doing that thing. I mean, I was actually uh, uh, at the Bruce Timm panel this past, two thousand thirteen Diego Comic-Con, and someone asked him about the Harley design for the New 52, and he said that like he was he wasn't consulted because obviously he co-created the character he designed her. He uh, was no one consulted him on the redesign, but he eventually saw a uh, a figure of the redesign for the new two Harley Quinn, and um, he said, "Huh, well, that's not something that I can probably show my daughter." Which is ironic, considering this is Bruce Timm we're talking about, yeah. whom, whom you and I have both met, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen his his naughty or nice uh, artwork. Oh boy, yeah,
1: <laughs> I wish I didn't.
0: And in fact, here I mean, like you know, there is the seduction sequence where Harley's in a very frilly nightdress, mm, yep. which it's 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 funny. I mean, I don't. I, 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 that's, that's actually a bit of a tangent we can't kind of get into later. But in yeah. terms of like um taking her in into in direction, I think mean, she is such a fun character that you don't want to see her taking it in really serious situations, which is why the latter half of this comic is kind of sad. That's essentially. I forget what the original point was.
1: Well, we were just talking. why do people love her? And and I said that I think there's still this sort of innocence about Because I think you sort of just like tapped on it. Just, you know, that's not something I want my little girl to read. I think that there are certain characters that girls flock to. And I think that Harley is one of them. Um, you know, Supergirl is certainly another one, I think. And, and Batgirl, though, I probably wouldn't let my
0: daughter read
1: Batgirl either. But... Yeah, I, I don't know what to say, but it's, well, it's she, hard to describe. You know what I'm talking about, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, there's, there's like, you know, in terms of like uh, the tone of how they're being portrayed, because Harley we had, we talk about her new comic now, she had a comic in like the 2000s. I, I forget how long it lasted. I, I don't think it lasted more than 30 issues at, at most, if even that. She was uh, very much kind of portrayed as an antihero who kind of got into these hijinks. I mean, I remember, I remember one time, she had, there was actually a story where she stole Barbara Gordon's original Batgirl costume which really irritated Nightwing, and he and Robin and Cassandra Cain all was, like chasing after her across the city. It was like a, like a two or three parter, while Harley was like, gallivanting around dressed as Batgirl, and it was drawn by um, Terry and Rachel Dodson. It so took the artwork... three
1: parts for them to catch her.
0: Well, she was like she had like a rocket or something, and she was like, kind of <laughs> oh, flying
1: around. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> That's like the one story I remember. It was very, very like you know, it wasn't like slapstick because it took place in the main mainstream DC universe, but it was sort of like a a young Justice as kind of lighthearted uh, kind of romp, and when you do that compared to like you know like, like her being tortured in Suicide Squad, it's a uh, it's a dichotomy of like you know how how these characters are kind of made to be taking because I mean she was pretty serious in um, uh, Gotham City Sirens. I mean, she kind of broke into Arkham Asylum and killed people there, but I think it's in terms of like their motivations, in terms of like what is true to the nature of the characters, and it's sort of like uh, I don't think I don't think this is necessarily a definitive answer for it because your minds may vary, and you know, you and I are nothing if not biased. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I think that kind of lends towards how people tend to see Harley and how they were used to seeing Harley and how they'd like to see Harley. Yeah.
1: So there was one thing that Batman says when he's talking to uh, Alfred. He says that Harley is every bit as crazy as Joker. Her yeah. playful exterior hides an obsessive and dangerous mind. And I was wondering how much of uh, you know the Harley that we see do you think is just an act molding to what she thinks Joker would want?
0: That's a very good question. And that line struck me when I was rereading it for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, I, mean, I was like, just as crazy as the Joker.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Huh. I actually recently watched uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, like, just spontaneously. Oh, yeah. Week. And um, that's actually got me to, like, I mean, this last week, I've been just marathoning my DVDs of Batman Beyond and Superman. Just I, I'm in that mode right now. In the commentary, they talk about how, you know, as oh, horrifying as what Joker did to to Robin, Harley was totally, she was totally down with it. I mean, she she, she wasn't, like, taking it back. She was totally like, you know, ah, it's, it's fine. And it kind of, like, has, I think there's a bit of a, um, inconsistency with her with how paul dini writes her because there are times where she actually is evil i mean in this story she does try to kill batman but uh there's other other stories where she does do the right thing and in the i remember during dini's detective comics run she she helped batman on a case and she kind of became her own anti-hero for a sense so i think there's an aspect where she definitely is murderous and um i think i think her being as crazy as the joker is a bit of an overstatement yeah and, th- and this is also like kind of early in her history because this was 94 i think there's definitely an edge to her which people can't underestimate it just depends on how the how, on uh, her intelligence because in this story we know that like she's not really as smart as her degree might say because she kind of got her degree through um sketchy means there's times where she can be kind of clever and there's times where she can be kind of you know fun and not even all that evil but when she wants to get something, she, she'll she stop at nothing to get it, essentially. So I think there's there's an aspect of her which can be very um, psychotic. But it, I think it depends on the situation personally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. I guess I just wonder if she, like, you know, dumbs herself down a little bit and, and is, like, always – like, she's purposely this sort of punching bag, like, literally and figuratively. Uh, for Joker, because, like, you can even – I mean, she's an intelligent person. And you can even see that clearly in her plans. And I yes. feel like maybe she's just sort of—I just wonder if she. Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of crazy in everyone.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I just wonder if like she's she's acting more because like she just really loves Joker and, and she wants to be someone that uh, he wants her to be. Kind I of. I
0: think you're onto something because she she her personality when she first met that Joker as Doctor Harleen Quinzel. Mm-hmm. She wasn't dumb. I mean, she she, right. she wasn't like you know brilliant, but she was a uh, a reasonable adult. Mm-hmm. And and even even like when she she, she fools Batman, she totally tricks yep. Batman. Yep. And um like, like and she's talking to Batman in a very like you know she's not she, she's not doing the Harley Quinn voice like this. She's talking yeah. in, her, in her, uh-huh. her normal voice. So yeah. I think you bring up the fact that she that it might be somewhat of an act. I think you're right. Uh, to, to to at least uh, to 1 degree or another, it is an act because there is an aspect of her when she gets serious, she does uh display a set of smarts and a set of uh uh ruthlessness
1: yeah and then you you also have to wonder though why does that act carry over when she's just hanging out with um Ivy and Catwoman as well though because she's sort of like <laughs> the the punchy bag over there and sort of like the dumb the one. dumb one of the of the three of them but maybe it's just sort of like that's her maybe it's just like really in, in entwined with the costume and once that's gone like she can be herself but
0: yeah it's just an interesting thought i was just thinking about that i think she um just really briefly i think she there's an aspect of her that maybe like just kind of falls into that persona because she thinks that's what people like about her as Mm. harley quinn and like she because she likes this life of you know craziness and if she was like regular quinzel then maybe they wouldn't take her as much possibly yeah
1: what do you think it is about harley that sort of captured joker because i feel like Besides some of his hired goons, like anyone he could easily dispose of. And once he's done with you, he really is done with you and he'll get rid of you. So I'm just and and I'm thinking, I mean, not necessarily in Batman, the animated series, but, you know, I'm thinking about the Dark Knight when he got rid of all of them. He had that elaborate plan where each person would kill each person. And I'm thinking about um, Under the Red Hood where, like, he got rid of um, Black Masses men and then, you know, he dumped Black mask and all of his people and then almost lit them on fire but you know how does she survive and, and why does he sort of tolerate her
0: i think that like because she is so dependent on him and he recognizes that he just like resigns to use her over and over again because she's probably his most loyal and most dedicated uh, a mm-hmm. um i mean I, I i don't think he has any feelings for her i think that paul Dini has it like you know it's possible that he might have a small uh of affection for her deep down in his rock of a heart I believe he said that at least once, but I uh, in my personal uh viewing the character, I don't think he does, but it's not your personal interpretation. I mean, you asked the question, uh, why do you think the Joker keeps her around?
1: Yeah, no, I I'm not sure. I, I just think it's pretty interesting because it seems like, you know, the sob story, perhaps in, in, in his twisted mind, like he knew he, he was somehow going to get out of there through that sob story and getting her to fall. But, you know, why not just sort of ditch her to the curve? And I do wonder if he um, has any sort of affection for her uh, whatsoever. But I, I think he really seems like a, a single man, <laughs> uh, just like a loner, just like, you know, Batman, I think. so.
0: Can yeah. we um talk <laughs> – if I were to kind of just change gears here in between questions – would you mind if we discussed just for a little bit the the seduction seduction sequence early in the in the story?
1: No, that's because then I have a question on. Do you think uh, this is a serious question? I'm like, should I bring this on my show? But I actually wonder if Joker has sex.
0: <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's a very honest and legitimate question to have. First of all, just the idea of it is like, ugh. but um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it, I mean, I don't think. I, I, I don't think that like this is this is something that he, be, because of how Harley acts towards him in this scene, I don't get the I don't get the impression that this is something that they haven't done before, <laughs> because she says, "Oh, I have this, I have the whoopee cushion that we always love whenever we do it," and it's just like, I think uh, you know, for for in terms of like you know, keeping Harley around, that could be one reason. That probably is one reason. But this is clearly again, this is an abusive relationship. So he kind of you know, only uses her whenever he sees fit. And in this instance, he absolutely is totally. Pissed off at Batman, <laughs> like he just wants to like you know kind of finish him off and figure out a way to, to do it. So like his his one track mind precludes him from any sort of like what Harley wants or Harley needs essentially.
1: Yeah, I I guess I just don't ever like see him having sort of that I don't know humanistic need or desire. I feel like that's just not what his desire is at all for me. I I guess I just uh, yeah I'm saying that I don't think the Joker has sex.
0: Uh, I think that I think I think that like in this instance. Is proven that, that he does, but in terms of like how often is, is uh yeah. up to your interpretation.
1: I guess I just think like his one focus is always on, you know, Batman.
0: Alternatively, like uh we talking about how, you know, like 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 not seeing Barbara Gordonator or whatever. I mean, like you have Harley Quinn in this in this like, 90, mm-hmm. like with her, her face painted mask on and like wearing that thing in Which like, is
1: always like, weird. I that's so weird <laughs> when she's yeah.
0: Well her costume I think like once you kind of step back and look at it, it's like it's actually very demeaning because it's it's such a jester like like goofball costume. Yeah. So to, to see this goofball character dressed like this, it, it strikes a chord of like this is really weird, <laughs> and I, I find it very funny. I mean, I, I find it really really funny because it's his whole like go away, I'm busy. She's like she, she's doing her best poses and stuff. And I mean, I, I see a lot of uh, Lucille Ball in Harley Quinn's character. Yeah. Just generally.
1: Especially that scene with like the little kids. Running um, around, like her dream sequence.
0: Yes, yeah, and, uh, yeah. We'll get back to that, but like, uh, <laughs> like she's just. I love how like um, they're having this conversation about killing Batman, and, and then like he goes through all these reasons, and he is oh the death of a hundred smiles, and then she kind of comes back. I know how that makes a smile, Puddin', and like you see the look on his face, like uh, huh he throws her out. I thought this is really great because um it shows how lost she is in his mania. And he's totally single minded, but like I mean, it establishes the relationship like, past, present, and future, I think. And so I, I I kinda like it on a multitude of levels. And I, I think that like um about, like Bruce Tim's artwork in terms of like how intense it is or how uh, well rendered it is. But this is also a very, very cartoony looking book because of the characters' personalities. You have um Harley's very upbeat personality and Joker's like very one track mind personality. It's very, very, very like Tiny tunes in some instances. Yeah. So I, I, I like it on, on a multitude of reasons, and I try to explain why. Have you ever noticed that, like, whenever Harley makes a facial expression, her mask kind of acts as eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, like like when she kind of has the whole. Um, oh, I thought it was funny look on her face, and her at her mask like changes shape. I always thought that was kind of a cool addition to her character, personally.
1: I for me there's a disconnect between the art uh, overall and the art of that like attempting to seduce Joker because I just can't get past the 90. this is just like the this I'm like is this a is this a kids thing or are we in the two-faced two of a kind zone cuz it's just so risque and it's interesting cuz I was like looking up like Oh, you know, different synopses and like seeing what they had, and I think there's like a foot uh, a footnote on like the Harley was like a, a reference to you know Harley Davidson stuff. but it's totally like sexual innuendo as well.
0: Oh yeah, there's the original um there's a, the original illustration that panel yeah. was her her like kind of leaning back on her butt right like, like and Bruce Tim said that he actually envisioned her like you know, like like you know doing doing a wheelie on a bike, but the editors said like you know. Shut up. We know what you really mean. We know,
1: dumb it, dumb it.
0: So like, cause she's like on her knees, like you know, as though she's on a bike, whatever. But yeah. it's again, like you know, in terms of like the situation. I mean, you have to, you have to kind of be frank in terms of in terms of something, cause it is yeah. revealing an aspect of their of their history, but it also reveals another aspect in terms of like how Joker is so single minded minded in terms of a uh, right. no, no matter what Harley wants to do.
1: Just that nighty gives me
0: nightmares. It's, it's, it's very diaphanous. I mean, there's... I mean, like, there's some... Um, she has that body outline that's very, very curvaceous. Yeah. Yep. But again, she's wearing that stupid mask...
1: Yeah, yeah. Really, really, but I again, I, really I think that. that's I think that's going towards this idea that, that, you know, I have that she's trying to please the Joker because any of the episodes that you see with her and Ivy and Catwoman, you see her blonde pigtails and the white face paint is off and she's not wearing a mask. She's like in complete like down clothes if they're like around the house or whatever. And this is potentially an quote around the house scene. And she's just playing I think with what she believes a uh, Joker would like. So I think maybe that goes more towards um, that thought there
0: well, yeah yeah that, yeah exactly in terms of like she has she do, she bothered to paint her face
1: right well keep it painted yeah uh, I did wonder you know about that fight scene what what are your thoughts just the fact that Joker's able to get hits in on Batman um, I always cry foul. And I think there were some things like recently in New 52, like Scarecrow was putting up a fight. And I'm like, ah, oh, Scarecrow doesn't seem like much of a fighter to me. But yeah, well, I mean, do you think it's believable? Or do you think just like his rage, he's so upset because Batman called him put in, um, he's able to get in some hits? Or what, what do you think?
0: I love that scene. Um, honestly, I don't really have a problem with it because I think, I think it, it goes two ways. One thing, I think the anime series has always had them really trade blows a lot. It's not really, like, they don't kind of play Batman as, like, you know, like, the third strongest fighter in the world or whatever. I mean, he's not, like, I mean, he's, he's like, like great at what he does, but he's not, like, you know, this unbeatable fighter that, that the DC Universe comics kind of portray him as. So there's there has been times where, where, where they have gone toe-to-toe, like in Laughing Fish, um, to some degree in Master Phantasm. So it doesn't feel out of place. It feels very much, like, in its own thing. Like, if this is the animated universe, this is what would happen. It's also kind of a callback to the a golden age Bob Kane comics because they would fight to a standstill and like kind of beat each other up, and also because Joker is so upset, I can kind of buy like him kind of getting uh, getting the drop on Batman. Now I I am like you might be more used to Joker being a, a, more of a thinner character mm-hmm. and Batman routinely beating the hell out of him. I mean you you think of Nightfall, you think of Hush, where like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joker just might, must be, but might as well be an inflatable punching bag that Batman just like, punches and he gets, comes back up and he punches again but I don't really have a problem with uh, them being equal fighters in this sense when they're fighting each other because they're arch enemies and they hate each other so much that like I can kind of buy the Joker having the intensity to kind of go toe to toe with Batman because he does get beaten up by the end so I understand how it's a bit weird to see but like I... It's it's an interpretation that I that I, can, that I can get used to. Do you are you just are you just so used to seeing Joker not being a fighter that like it's, it kind of strikes you as odd? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think and, and and I think we always talk about Batman being such a great fighter that I'm like how is he able to get in such, you know, like such hits on that? It just kind of like shocks me cuz it's not like he's facing Bane or anything. Uh, but you know, I guess you know, rage really does is able to fuel you and and perhaps make you stronger than you are, and I think at that moment like something really does snap, and and Joker is really upset. So I guess it is somewhat believable, but I still think that Batman would be able to take him easily.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I I think it's like uh, it's actually kind of cool seeing Joker pissed off at Batman, and then mm-hmm. to the point where he gets hits in. I think that adds to the intensity of the fight. But um, I mean, we can also talk about it when we watch the episode.
2: Yeah.
0: If. Uh, if I may be so bold, I would like to kind of, like, note some panels in terms of the artwork. How dare you?
1: Do you think this is your show?
0: Do you think I invite you on here
1: for fun? For you to have opinions?
0: I'll shut up now.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, please.
0: please. Um, oh, wait.
1: Let's count. I've just opened up serendipitously to this panel. One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, five f- f- floors
0: up. Five floors. Uh, we're well,
1: so close in your random thing. Said, I just like go along uh, with it.
0: Well, I, I I made a guess, and I mean, this is something that like we might mention during the commentary. But one thing I, I kind of like in this that's not in the car- cartoon is that um the 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 splash page when um Joker escaped and Batman catches him, and there's there's the evidence of a very very nasty fight between the two of them. Like Batman has like cuts, he has slashes on his arms, and, and, and like he, his costumes ripped up. Joker's smiling, <laughs> but he's also beaten up. And then, like, like, you mentioned in your synopsis that look, Harley, Harley gives him, like, the, the coldest death stare. She's, she's like, how could you do this to him? And Batman's like, who, me? And, like, I, I, really, I really enjoy that. And I kind of miss that from the cartoon because it kind of says a lot about her mind state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's also stuff that, like...
1: And it's wordless.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no sound effect. Yeah. I also really love... <laughs> this really... <laughs> her, Harley's um, imagination as to her future with the Joker. Yes, <laughs>
1: it's so Those are hilarious. hilarious. It is. There's so much to like pull apart there.
0: Like, like, like the first one where, like, she, like after after her origin story, where like they're married, and they have kids, and everything. <laughs> it's awesome. I love the the, the Batman head because like Batman's head as he was beheaded was like this this very monochrome look. And like you see, like you know, like all these toys destroyed. You see Buster and Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons on
1: I know, is... hanging.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and they're like in shadows, so we don't know who they are, but of course we know who they are.
0: I know, well, because Dean and Tim worked on. They met. Um, yeah. I don't know, they didn't meet, but like they worked on Tiny Toons together. And um, again, also like later on, and when she says. Nerds to you, Batman. The Joker's coming, and then and then once you die, and then like she has like these flash of them, um, they're getting married and having kids. And then my favorite part is like when they're old people for no reason, <laughs> the, the the birds just start exploding and dying <laughs> out of nowhere. I don't know I don't know why that happens, but that makes me laugh. I like how random it is. It's just like, like, like logic has gone out the window in terms of Harley's imagination. And for some reason, she has she has like little girls that are born with the little Harley cowls. And white faces. I mean, I gotta say, I think Bruce Timm might be my favorite comic book artist. Which, as I, I have, I have a, you know, like Mark Bagley and John Romita and Alex Ross and Neil Adams. It's hard to kind of say that, but because, and he is extremely cartoony in his design. But like, he is able to just have these really, ex, really expressionistic just emotions and characters that like it's really fun to see. I really enjoy his artwork like all over, and like in this instance. Where you see like a lot of joy and anger all over the page, he really sells the illustration. Like I mean, I mean, just just basic, basic just basic storytelling gimmicks where like, Harley's knocked outside the window, and like you see uh, the middle panel, that very very long panel to show how far she's about to fall is, is, and then the next panel where the swordfish kind of plops on the ground, which helps illustrate her hitting the ground. I, I, th- I think it's actually very clever. So I, I think this this uh, kind of helps me remember why I enjoy his artwork so much.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the birds are exploding because like probably they fed them some bad bird seed because they are on, like a park bench. So sure, they probably man. did something, don't you think?
0: I, I'm I'm not an expert in um in uh, birds exploding. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what
1: are you an expert in? Sonic Underground.
0: Where's that end? But where's the end call?
1: <laughs> end call. <sighs> yeah, but, uh, you brought up something I almost forgot. W- what are your thoughts on the 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 beaten up, the physical violence against Harley? Not only hitting her, because when he first appears, he slaps her across the face, and yeah. then he hits her out the window, and you actually see some blood stains, which is pretty violent. That's not going to appear in Batman the Animated Series because they don't do blood there. Yeah, I, I mean, what do you think? Is that too heavy? Do you think that that deserves to be in there?
0: I mean, like the com- comic books are always made for a more insular audience, so I don't really have a problem with it, usually what they do. Like, in this 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 story, I'm actually, like, surprised that they got away with this story in the cartoon, because this is actually a little harsher than the, the cartoons tend to be. And this story isn't a story about an abusive relationship. You know, obviously, I don't like seeing Harry smacked around or knocked out the window, but I recognize that that's the story they're telling. I mean, I was actually watching, again, like, you know, I was watching all these animated shows. I was watching um, the season two finale of, of Justice League. Starcross, is it called? Yeah, that's Starcrossed.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I, 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 got, I got confused with uh, The Savage Time. What? You like that episode, don't you?
1: Yes, but how could you forget it? That's like an intense shipper episode. We talked about that for hours. When did we talk
0: about I, I, I remember. Two years ago. And do you remember when she's fighting Herotallic, uh, in Part 3, Sh- Shire Hall? <laughs> and he backsmacks her. They talk about how yeah. the uh, the story bars didn't want to draw that. And so Bruce Timm stepped in and drew it because he uh you know he just didn't, didn't like that and the the voice actor for hotel is like, actually like you know a, a, someone who talks on goes on tours about how women uh abuse abused women so there, there's the there's the um they're all aware about how unpleasant that you know uh, and again you know, i, I, don't, I don't, Speaking as a feminist, I don't want to just say like you know women are always offensive against men and you know like are always the weakness. because there are women who can you know give as much as they get essentially. Which is
1: Shiera, but I don't necessarily yes. know if it's um, Harley.
0: Right, like like I mean like just naturally, women uh, men are engineered biologically to be made stronger than I, mean, I can't even explain this, but like you know there is a tendency for men to abuse their natural. Uh, strength against women mm-hmm. to uh, as a form of abuse. And that's what we see here. That's what Joker's doing. Because Joker, Joker's physique is a lot uh, tougher than Harry's sort of simpering physique. And I mean, knock her out of a window. I mean, like I was so shocked when I first saw that. I mean, you see like the pool of blood that she's, that surrounds her as she's on the ground. I mean, but this is, it's, this is a story about an abusive relationship, and the Joker would do it. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's like you know, I don't like seeing people get killed, but I recognize in the story why that has to happen. So it's, it's along the sort of same lines, you know. It's like it's very unfortunate and it's ugly, but it's absolutely within the Joker's characteristic rights to do it. So it is what it is, and you just kind of kind of have it help tell the story. And I, th- I think it's powerful and effective in that he tells the story because once the story just ends up being Batman versus the Joker, it helps you realize how little the Joker cares about Harley and how he he really has it coming when Batman beats the crap out of him later on.
1: And you guys, you've been listening to the Feminist Hour, and, and I'm so happy to have my guest, Dr. Grant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is my lovely assist, assistant, Min that as you hear from the voice.
1: Yes. And we're going to go out back and burn some bras now. <laughs> 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 why, why would I have a bra? we get back, we're going to continue this discussion. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, uh, well, of course I I watched the animated series episode uh, before I read this, and I I feel like just because you you get the full brunt of it, I mean, you feel You see it in motion, you hear it. Like, it's all the more worse for me watching it rather than uh, seeing it happen, and I'm still like, oh, my gosh. But I think that sort of cements, like, the fact that he probably does not love Harley and, and obviously, how much, like, he really desires to get rid of Batman on his own or, you know, we could almost say he loves
0: Batman. (laughs) There's always that debate.
1: Yeah, I think that that is really it. I forgot about that one. That was a crucial one.
0: Did you have any uh, any strong thoughts about, like, uh a... her origin story, in like when she starts talking, to the Joker says, "Oh, I, I memorize all of his tricks," and he gets in the whole abusive father things. "Oh, I, I didn't know about that," and how he kind of tricks her there.
1: That Batman, you mean?
0: No, I mean like um, the flashback with Harley as Doctor Harley and Quinzel. Did you have any like special thoughts on, just, like seeing her in that different light, or anything to say about that?
1: No, none. Besides, uh, you know what I what I saw before or or said before, just that I I loved seeing um, that twist. That it was sort of a a back to front rather than front to back twist. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how how she fell for him, and I I don't know. It'd be interesting to sort of think about well, what really drew was it just this sympathy for him? And you know, normally it's the the patients that have this fling for the the Doctor. therapists. Yeah, but but both of these stories that we read. The doctor was also romantically involved, but yeah, like just that—that that story got to her, and I don't know, it's pretty interesting.
0: Mm, I agree. That's all I have essentially. I, I can't think of anything else besides um, droning on about the artwork more.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the artwork. Yeah, I, I agree with you that um, you know Bruce Tim work is just is just wonderful, even even if it scares me and. Or um, grosses you out. Would you say it grosses me out? Uh, yeah, by, by that. Well, it just makes me feel comfortable to see Harley Quinn in a nighty that practically is falling off of her. And, uh, the whole Two-Face business when they had that, that like, civil-witted sex scene, which freaked
0: me out because I was like, I'm reading a Bruce Timm comic! What's going on? <laughs> uh, well, you, should, you, should, you should read his... Um... Or you should uh, buy his um, collected artwork. No, I uh, have
1: flipped through enough of yours <laughs> to realize i be part of that. If I, like, I'm telling you, if I ever see Babs naked, it'll be the last day of my life that I live. He will. No, it will. I'll drop it's, down dead. I promise you.
0: If you if you want to get a job penciling at DC Comics, just draw an image of Stella killing herself. Oh my um, gosh. Well, he he does draw tons of background images, but they're never sexualized. So there you go.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I got for the comic. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm sure we could pull it apart, you know, piece by piece. But, but I think those splash pages are really, they're just really humorous and, and to see what goes on in her mind's eye and just those, like you said, sort of Din- Donna Reed or I Love Lucy tones and just mm-hmm. these fantastical things. But, uh, but I think, yeah, I, I would love to see how this, uh, and I've actually not watched this episode for a while now, so I, I didn't watch it right after I read this, because I was sort of waiting for a new, um, or a fresh uh, look as we were recording. Um, but yeah, I'm at, well, I mean I'm on my disc, I'm on my disc here, but five seconds, but it's basically the boop, the Warner Brothers has popped on.
0: Okay. That to... will
1: turn into the, the lamps and everything.
0: Okay, I'm right there right now.
1: Okay, so folks, yeah, we're watching the adapted version of Mad Love, you know, into... Animated form. Um, so what what you, you, you going to bring with you?
0: I am going to bring with me my Trident gum, as always. I'm going to bring with me my whoopee cushion,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, my face paint, my domino mask, mm-hmm. my Harlequin cowl, and my nightie.
1: Wow. Well, you know, I was also going to bring my nightie, but two people cannot wear such things.
0: Well, well you know. <laughs>
1: I'm going to bring my plastic swordfish. You're going to let me a window? Maybe. Maybe. And um, maybe a min minmay doll to set fire to after the episode's over. You're just a horrible person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Evil and hateful.
2: Um,
1: I'll bring my back doll for sure because I think she's gonna enjoy this. And and some some of those uh, what are those those confectionery hearts that have little those oh. conversation hearts.
4: Yeah. Because oh, well, well,
1: of what, course what's, what's it's Valentine's Day. What what are those hearts names? I forget. I say conversation hearts? Probably By uh, Echo K- Candy Hearts Maybe Whatever So yeah So uh, we'll, we'll count down from three And then we'll hit play And of course we're on this WB whoop, This little sign here So uh, Not with Bugs Bunny The one after that one Correct Okay So three Two One Play Play dun, da, da, dun. Dun. So when's the last time you saw this episode?
0: I watched it on YouTube before work yesterday. How dare you? Good <laughs> trail once again. <laughs> I, had, I, had seen, I mean I I I was I was teetering on not watching it because um uh I obviously I read the comic earlier yeah. this week. But I reread all of the uh, collected stories. Uh-huh. Uh, th- thank you for that. Give me an excuse to reread those. And um so I, I didn't know if I had to read this one, but I, I, fi- I figured I just didn't want to be unprepared on on uh, my friend's show, so Yeah.
1: You know, I wonder how difficult... And your dad, he's in the law business. You should ask him how difficult it would be to get your name legally changed to Donovan Betrayer Grant. <laughs>
0: I'm, not sure, I'm not sure my mom would like that because my middle name is her maiden name, but I'll, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll get right on that.
1: Put the down. <laughs> Here we go. Mad
0: love. Is there a song called Mad love? I'm sure there is.
1: I... Maybe, yeah. I'm not picking that one. You'll you'll find out what what music I put in this episode.
0: Here's uh, Gordon. Uh, what do you think about Gordon's uh, design in this uh, iteration series?
1: So this is the um, post cancer iteration, <laughs> is that it? When he's like, he's very thin.
0: Yeah, after the chemo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it's not too like looking at him now out of context. Actually, it's not as bad. Uh, but. If I were to watch, like, an older episode, I'd be like, yeah, that's why I don't get as much. But, I mean, it's fine. It gets to the heart of uh, how he looks here. I miss some of the, the details that are on Joker, though. Because I feel like his face, is, or his design, well, especially his face, is more simplified than it was.
0: I don't hate this Joker design, but I do. I actually prefer the um, Justice League slash Return of the Joker look. Right, too. yeah. He's, 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 he's He scares me in that, in that design. Yeah. It's a nice performance by Mark Hamill. It's a very creepy laugh.
1: So the question is, would he have been able to get to him had probably not done that?
0: <laughs> not been so stupid. Well, he's Batman, so hopefully. Bang. It is really cool seeing, like, the voice actors voice the comic. Like, once you... I mean, we we probably would have heard their voices in the comic already, but... um. I do like it when, um, like, the voice actors voice lines from the comic, or, or if you ever hear, like, you know, your favorite voice read something mm-hmm. from a comic? I think it's always yeah. fun. Now, this is a uh, an ad lib. Can you tell which one it is?
1: May the philosophy with you? Yes. Because of the whole... Well, because Mark Hamill was... Yes. Yeah.
0: I think I read online somewhere tell. that, like, uh... Because the, the line originally is, you know, make sure you brush, brush your teeth after snacks, but, um... I think I read somewhere that Paul D had him, or no, Mark Hamill just added that out of nowhere, they all really cracked up because they never expected him to make a Star Wars joke. So uh, for those who've only seen the cartoon, originally uh, yeah. Batman goes back to the Batcave and tells Alfred about yeah. Harley's secret yeah. origin that's cut out in this cartoon. See and his like
1: assessment of her, which I, I think is actually good. Oh, here we go. At least this one's better on her, like it's actually on her body. Yeah, she, she has on. a.
0: What, what do you females call it? spaghetti straps?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs>
0: yep. I love the, like the like the sexy like like uh, version of her theme song. <laughs> do you remember in the creep episode? How she like made that gigantic lemon meringue pie, and, and then burst a-
1: out of it? Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> about that. <laughs>
0: It's a recurring theme in these episodes. I don't know what that's supposed to entail. What, what do they do with that whooping cushion?
1: I don't. You know, I don't want to know, Nana. <laughs> frankly.
0: I'm a bit curious. Well,
1: you know, why don't you <laughs> Google that after this is done? And probably have to put explicit results on.
0: Depends on my reaction.
2: Why don't you just shoot him?
0: Which would you prefer? Well, maybe I can ask that after we get see the episode. Cause there's a lot mm-hmm. of there's actually a lot of like a uh, dialogue cut out of this scene, but they, they get the you know the essentials down. Yeah. <laughs> Bang! She really reacts to that. Notice how Joker, like, Mark Hamill kind of gives him a bit of a, an odd accent?
1: Yeah. I mean, kind very of, much like, um, kind of a stage actor.
0: I, uh, I'm not sure what accent it is, but uh, he kind of, like, rolls his R's and stuff, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. So.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Sneak that in there. Dunes. There's a, a spotlight on her for some reason. But she is in the play.
1: <laughs> the hyenas are are freaking out. <laughs> they just got off the set from Lion King.
0: <laughs> Be prepared. Yeah, there's there's a mask again being animated. Here we go. Flash them by. Arc- Arkham Asylum or a back as you like to say it. Oh, I forgot it was a uh, in this weird blue color. Yeah. For some reason. Number one books. I do... I'm not really a big fan of how, like, how similar all the females look because she kind of looks like Batgirl in that... in this cartoon, like, like, uh, her general face. Maybe she
1: is Batgirl. Maybe Batgirl's pulling... <laughs> look at that weird, crazy guy. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what that guy doing back there? <laughs> that did not happen.
0: Maybe he needs a whoopee cushion.
1: Have you seen the Batman version of Harley? How she's like a talk show host. Oh,
0: I saw that episode when it first came out. Yeah, I've not seen it since.
1: Do you think that play that sort of plays in line with things that uh, um, that that mentor doctor talks about? Because uh, she was saying, you know, it's not a way to get, become a quick celebrity and everything.
0: And yeah, she does exactly. Uh, that I remember that was actually, uh, I remember on the internet that was a big thing. That was the first time they did a different version of Harley Quinn and. uh I believe Haldini wrote that episode. I thought it was fine. I thought it was interesting. I think I don't remember her being nearly as as obsessed with him as she is here. She may have been. There, I don't. I forget.
1: I'd feel uncomfortable going to the bathroom.
0: That last, last going to the what? Going to the
1: <laughs> going to the bathroom. There's got to be a toilet in his cell. There's a huge glass thing. Wouldn't that make you feel comfortable?
0: I'd welcome it. No, I, I wouldn't want Oh my
1: that. gosh. Because I know how zoo animals feel.
0: How, having poison ivy watch? No, I'm not going to do that.
1: Oh dear. I didn't even think about that one.
0: Because like, she's like right down the hall.
1: <laughs> she is.
0: I can't believe she fell for this. <laughs> I mentioned to, I to mention this during our, our comic synopsis, but, like, this is such an obvious line that, like, I mean, I, I know she's not supposed to be that bright of a therapist, but it's such a sucker be like
1: your level that you're, You know, you've got some level of intelligence that you were able to get a doctorate.
0: Well she like in the in the uh, comic book she kinda slept through like she had a D minus on her. Oh teeth.
1: that's true. She did have that, yeah.
0: So the implications that like she kinda like like messed around her grades. I took a big breathful and took a crutch. That stuck with me.
1: Why did they let him uh keep his uh gloves on?
0: It's the Mickey Mouse factor. Uh, see, I'm surprised they got away with a lot of this in here, because like, having, telling, uh, oh, this, this, I mean, if, even if it's a fake story, saying that his father broke his nose is really rough to hear on a kid's cartoon. I think. That's me laugh.
1: Watch. <laughs> Batman just picks him up and throws him in there.
0: Like he's throwing an old couch out the window. And this is all encapsulated in the splash page in the original. Yeah. Bam. And it's interesting to hear Arlene Sorkin's like like more straight talking voice for Harley than just the weird high pitched one. Yikes. <laughs> this is twisted.
1: How does no one walk by though? <laughs> like
0: what are you doing? <laughs>
2: or
1: why isn't there anyone observing her since she's like still there?
0: And it's the big scene.
1: Here it is.
0: Batman's fine. <laughs> He's no worse for wear. Oh uh, yeah, they don't they, yeah. And they very very quickly throw him away. Yeah. Aww. I'll save you.
1: Costumes, tricks, and novelties.
0: Can you ever see yourself doing this for somebody?
1: Um, I think when that happens, Donovan, you and Josh may need to have an intervention.
0: <laughs> You're falling to mad love. <laughs> if you showed up to Comic Con, like, dressed as Harley Quinn and, like, acting like her, that would be horrible. Actually, that would be, be hilarious. I, would, I wouldn't encourage it, but.
1: But Stella, we've got this interview. Ha <laughs> ha, that's a
0: laugh. <laughs>
1: doesn't get that interview
0: himself. Stella, are you okay? You betcha. <laughs> well, she already says that. Oh, boy.
1: Bye. She's a little close for that bomb.
0: I like the touch of her, like, holding her ears with two fingers.
2: Highly cool.
0: Big splash page. I love Joker laughing. Like my crazy plan worked. You said since it like like everything worked according to plan.
1: Riding off into
2: the sunset. Um, oh,
1: awesome. precious. This is.
0: I I do like the fact that she's still in her twisted mind. Blames Batman. You <laughs> know he didn't do it. With, he did beat up the Joker, but. She's actually very serious here.
1: Yeah. You think her... Is her face still white or did it suddenly like
0: change to normal? I've always thought about that. Yeah. I've always thought about that. And I, I think it probably is. It's in black and white because, you know, anime series. Yeah. In the comic, he talks to Jim on a headphone and says, I don't see any traps or anything.
1: Yeah, because he scouted for, like,
0: I don't know. Because the cops a are long like. time. Are,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I like like, uh. Her this point is what out. I'm
1: talking Just, like, look at how elaborate this plan is she has.
0: Where did yeah. she even
1: get this mechanical dummy from? I guess I Joker has a supply, but.
0: I know it works for the plot, but what if that was a real Joker? <laughs> I know, right? That would just decapitated
1: him. <laughs> I guess right. it probably would have been just a concussive battering, so it would have just knocked him.
0: Right. where get this Somebody still reads back, girl.
1: Huh?
0: Yeah. In the, um...
1: The, somebody still reads back. Yeah.
0: She got some battery. I remember that.
1: But, You are
0: going to next uh, episode. Oh! <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... hypodermic needle that, that she jabs in the, in the neck.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like, is, is it... St- I, think, I think it's more violent. She, she sticks it in there. But, um... Who cares? Who cares?
2: This is just a kid
1: show
0: have you ever been hung up upside 7. down suspended yeah TV Y7 TV Y7 I remember um Young Justice was TVPG for violence
1: <laughs> more than violence that was like making my heart race every episode
0: strong sexual content
1: what <laughs> actually there was some stuff there I've had heart race because it makes me nervous
0: right especially when you know there's only so few left at the end I, I do like the response brilliant <laughs> like he's barely tolerating this <laughs>
1: I mean, I feel like even now he's like thinking of a plan, you know. Which is yeah. The greatness of that.
0: But like, but as a viewer, you're kind of like seeing like he's just kind of he's just there spinning like like a like a MacGuffin.
2: It is. Is this it? Oh,
0: here we here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. This is incredibly haunting. Wake up, Harleen.
1: Hey, since he's upside down, it also looks like Batman's uh, smiling. <laughs>
0: Touche. Actually, this is this is one of the sadder moments when Batman just kind of breaks it down for her. Her, her performance is actually very good in this episode, like when she gets really upset.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> got a million oh. more. the more. they very expressionistic background. Do
1: you think the Dark Knight writers got inspiration from this? In what way? Oh, just the, you wanna know how I
0: got these scars? Probably because Gore uh, was a big comics fan, he probably read the comic. I think that was the most evil she's ever sounded when um, she goes, "And now you're gonna die and make everything right!" <laughs> like she sounds really vicious in that. For as much as she can, I, I like her. I like her. laugh.
1: I wonder how. So has this all happened like within the span of the day?
0: Yeah, I think it's the same night. The
1: dentist getting
0: <laughs> Oh you don't say I find that funny. Here we go. She's gonna get it. Oh uh, yeah, they cut. They cut yeah. to Batman's face. Yeah. Kids W doesn't advertise uh clown smacking. All right, do it, idiot. You can hear her getting scared in her voice at yeah. this point.
1: You know, you talked about the how the um uh, the mask uh is sort of eyebrows I love how the um the pigtails as well. Yeah, okay, because like when she's kind of the the dog tail between the legs, like they're going down and she's excited or scared, they'll go up and things like that. They droop. They're drooping right now. There's,
0: uh,
1: wow, like that's intense. Look at that. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's I, almost I, I,
1: like in Watch Whatchamacom- wow. Watchmen.
0: Kind of the kind
1: of. of kind of the comedian, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. They cut out the cops finding her. Yeah, and no blood. Oh, there's... Oh! Yeah, she's bleeding. It's not a pool of blood, but she's bleeding from the mouth.
1: Yeah. You know what would have been horrible (laughs) is... uh, And as I was reading it, even though I have read it before, I thought, oh no, is she going to fall on the cop car? you know that always happens?
0: I know you have bad experiences with that.
1: Well, didn't that happen in The Departed when that one character just pushed off the roof? It was also over the edge, right?
0: It
2: was so sad.
0: Oh, no, not that one. I like how Joker, like, totally, like, portrays everything he said before. He says, you know what? I will shoot you in the face. Bam. Let's
1: watch this. Inconceivable
2: moment. Whoa!
1: What do you mean? Yeah, argue for it, Donovan.
0: At least that unbelievable.
1: he, He grabs his belt with his teeth. He's able to somehow rest with his teeth again. A pick. And then pick with that pick in his teeth. He's and
0: the Batman, teeth.
1: you see. I guess. And, you know, I guess he did train with Zatanna, Zatara. Yeah, exactly. But I still that teeth.
0: Ooh. Love this. This is the big fight... Uh, fighting that you have a, a huge problem with.
1: Keep going, Don.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be invited next year. Pour it in. But, oh. this, this is one of my favorite fights, though. I love this.
1: Drink. Oh. Bam.
0: I do that a lot to people just smack them across, like both times in the face. When they don't tip me. That's a really Pizza. boom! That's a really rough punch. Yeah, when they don't tip me I just smack them and run right <laughs> away. And then I change my license plate. That wasn't that a creepy laugh he had when he pulled out the 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 ice pick. He pulled out the knife. Yeah. He was like, I thought that was actually very scary. That was pretty cool. Summer Gleason
1: Who sounds remarkably like Andrea Romano?
0: Yeah, she's that same voice actress.
1: And here in the comic, that other doctor and I was like, "Do you see now what your problem was?"
0: Yeah, they cut out a uh, jo- Doctor Joan Leland. She kind of looks like Mercy in the, this shot. Oh, yeah. oh, she oh my see,
1: another person who kind of gets like abused in several ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're just copying themselves. Feel <laughs> <We> better soon. <assume. laughs> S O P. And the and so let me ask you this cause the, the original line says yes, uh, betrayer. Stella, let me ask you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, she come. The doctor comes back in and asks, um, so how does it feel to be so dependent on a man that you give up everything for him, gaining nothing in return? And Stella goes... Or not Stella. (laughs) What in (laughs) the (laughs) world? Harley goes, It felt like a kiss! Would you agree? (laughs) That a kiss is an analogous, you know, being, uh, you know, dedicating so much for so little.
1: Getting so much... Giving so much in response and getting zero back. But that's like a very negative thing for her. Because what kind of kisses... Does that mean that even though she's giving her heart, like, does that... Does she know in the back of her mind that Joker doesn't love her? Because that's implying that she...
2: That's a good question.
1: That, that, like, she feels nothing from Joker's side. She may be really enjoying the kiss and and giving it her all, but, like, nothing from him.
0: He's just just standing there with with his eyes open.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. That's, I mean, I'm sure we could talk. We could write theses about it.
0: In our feminist podcast.
1: You betcha. (laughs) Where each day we burn bras. Um,
0: <laughs> all of yours.
1: All oh, of your, yeah. Please send them in. My address is two two zero. Uh, yeah, Sweet. yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. What are your What are your thoughts here? I mean, do you think it did the uh, comic justice? Did it cut out things um, that you wish it had it cut out?
0: Honestly, I don't think that there's anything they cut out really that would that need to be in there for the for the cartoon. I mean, because like you know the scene where Batman. Exposes her origin story to Alfred in the beginning, that 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 didn't that didn't need to be in there. Um, the splash pages, you know, with her in the future. I mean, th- those are those those work well for the comic because comics and cartoons are legitimately different things, like apples and oranges. So I think that's actually very well, very faithful. Just hearing their voices say the lines was great. I think the fight was great. I think the animation was pretty good. So I mean, I'm overall happy with it. I was going to ask you like like early on there, which do you prefer, the cartoon story or the comic story?
1: Mm i think i uh i mean they're both great for sure i think i i do like the comic story just with kind of the setup and how batman's talking to alfred and and i do miss those those splash pages with her kookiness and and which i think adds a lot to her character to just sort of see like what her thought process is like but so so i think i would go with uh i enjoy the comic just because i think it was given you know it had more freedom in the page count which you know they just had to get rid of some stuff in the uh in the cartoon obviously
0: yeah, this is a 64-page comic book, and they nailed it down to like a 22-minute cartoon. That's actually pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I, I, I agree. Like, the, yeah, the comic just has these little flourishes of character that really, really make it sing. But yeah, that's not to denigrate the cartoon, because the cartoon was adapting it, and when you're adapting for a different medium, you're gonna have to have concessions. So I thought the cartoon was fine, but like, the comic book, I think, is uh, you, you get a lot more out of it. And you know, it, it won awards. It won like the the highest comic book award you can win and the eyes are the, the same yeah. year it came out that's, yep. that's insanely
1: impressive exactly yeah and it made people fall in love with the character you know,
0: all over again and and it convinced them to stay in their abusive relationships
1: oh my gosh, that's <sighs> terrible
0: yeah that's for another time what's one shipper
1: special we should just pick like the worst relationships in comics ever the list is endless <laughs> it probably is yeah or we could just do a shipper special with you and, and see how well you match up with people like Baby Doll and Amanda Waller.
0: Oh, you're doing yeah. this again. I forgot um, about that.
1: What's her name? That one that you love so much because of what she did to Dick Grayson? It's not SportsCan.
0: <laughs> <Sorbonne. laughs>
1: yeah, Tarantula! There you go. No. Yeah, happy Valentine's
0: Day. She'll take advantage of me.
1: You bet she will. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, leave me alone! Oh, my God. So yeah, any final thoughts on any of these stories?
0: I think my favorite is oh, the
1: three we uh, read here,
0: the two of a kind. Uh huh. But I think that Matt Love's actually the best story. Yeah. Um, uh, because it is it's entertaining on a multitude of levels. Uh huh. Uh huh. And d- 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 m- m- really, for that, it's, 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 it's you get a lot of out of it. But like I think uh the Batgirl story is fun, the Two Face story is intense, the Matt Love story gives you a lot
1: yeah yeah and not to play into dustin's hands because he like always rides me for this but you know i'm gonna agree with donovan <laughs> again, again, again. those basically are our, like career on the tbu before you betrayed us all we, uh, yes, is that us. like i would agree with a lot of stuff and so whenever i disagreed like it would be people would be freaking out Perfect. um yeah but uh, yeah i think i uh, i agree with you just the uh, you know i love 2 Face. i think that's probably my favorite here but Valve is just—it's wonderful. I think it is, yeah, the best right there.
0: I'm so. really glad we got to read that out. <laughs> yeah,
1: long. yeah. I'm sure. Who knows if anyone's regretting that that moment? moment. I'm
0: wondering if Justin's gonna listen. to says is about to say, um, they stuck a commentary out here without telling me. This won't be on the commentaries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he can't dictate me like that.
0: <laughs> so you say?
1: So I say. Well, you know. As always, just such a pleasure to have you on here.
0: Thank you so. I'm always like waiting the day where, like you know, the last special that Donovan and Stella ever recorded where he, he ruined everything. Oh my gosh! That'd <laughs> be was, a
1: terrible day.
0: It would be a t- I, 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 I fear. I, I'd rather. I sooner die than that happen. But Robotech is a tough act to follow. By yeah. again, it's it's very very easy to have fun with you. So I'm very glad you invited me on, and I, I had oh, a wonderful course. time.
1: No one is going to yeah, replace you for the Shipper special. And uh, yeah, as an added bonus, you'll be joining me again this month uh, to review two old comics, which you'll probably like, and two mm. new ones, which are debatable, I'm sure, since uh. you're not really reading them anymore. Well, you, you said, you,
0: I listened to your last episode where you covered uh the, the finale to Batgirl huh which I hated. Right.
1: But <laughs> which- I gave it more like, I was like, you know what, it's not so bad. But I totally agree, like, I think the ending is total like... I mean, this is what we were adding you know, this is what we spent all this time working up to. I, I agree with you that the ending was not good.
0: No Batgirl, I won't know your secret identity because even though I've wanted you to uh, I wanted you for murder for the death of my son, I don't want to know your identity because because no man's land, that's why. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, and I just don't think the dialogue
1: man. makes sense either. Like why is he telling her you're not allowed back in this house?
0: dog never makes sense the dog was bollocks yeah
1: but that makes it sound like he knows that's babs oh yeah
0: you're not allowed here (laughs) anymore Batgirl. girl i don't want to see you at the thanksgiving uh uh uh, picture that we were in
1: oh gosh yeah (laughs) well that's why they're so far separated but i do think that just like her fighting and and her thought processes in the during the fight with the disgraced was was well done she's actually sort of being a good row character but
0: I love your um, synopsis like you know the Babs comes popping in with not one not two but three utility bills you bet I mean it's like total
1: overkill it looks like she's coming out of Apocalypse Now or something
0: or a 90s comic <laughs> I
1: guess but I'm kind of a, I'm actually really excited. I think I'm the only one on like the Comic Cast that's excited for Gothtopia just because like it's start. What I I agree with you that like these words. What was it? catbird? Like total. It's totally bluebell
0: and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: and it reminds me whenever I hear catbird, I'm like waiting for Dustin to say cat dog. And I used to watch that Nickelodeon TV show, <laughs> cat dog. My mom used to hate it. She's like, Why are you watching that cat dog? <laughs> I like it, mom. <laughs> I but I, I just think it's—I think it's pretty cool. I, I like how it's being set up. So I'm hopeful. I have positive—I oh, I have hopes and aspirations that these issues will be good. But I guess who knows what you'll say. I
0: kind of liked uh, this. I thought uh, going into that story in Detective Detective Twenty Seven, mm-hmm. I was like, "What? What the heck is? Go- what, what is this? What is yeah. this?" But like, I kind of liked it by the end of it, and I'm interested. But um, I truly don't have any idea what is yeah, going what's on. going
1: on. Yep. Which I think is how it's supposed to be. So, which is what I argued, because I, I think I was coming at it from a different uh, viewpoint than than Dustin. And well, I guess it was just Dustin and I on that one. So Dustin has a different idea of what's going on than I do. But, before
0: you ki- before you kick me out. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's
1: past time. It's
0: past time, my friend. I know. I, 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 <laughs> just kidding. You've been, you've been yanking my collar. But uh, I do want to say because uh, your favorite Robin is not Tim Drake but Damian Wayne. Sorry. I don't know if you've said it on your, on your show yet, but have, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share about the trailer for Son of Batman?
1: Mm, yeah, Son of Batman. And uh, I watched this, I guess like – what was that? A week too late because it popped up, but I just was like not at a place at my computer or whatever, and so I couldn't watch it. So I finally watched it, and I was like, oh, wow, this actually looks pretty good. Now, granted, I've not read the actual Batman and Son that it's uh, based off of. So, I mean, you're coming at it from a different perspective. But from what I've seen, I mean, it definitely looks like that headstrong Damien and everything. And, of course, you know, I may be more upset with him than in love with him uh, because I I liked how he grew over time and how different characters that he interacted with. You know, changed his his character. But what what are your thoughts? So I'm actually I'm actually excited for it. I think it looks pretty cool. But what are your what are your thoughts on it? I, Which I know we talked about, but no one. Yeah, knows.
0: I'm I'm just droning on in your ear as always. I'm like the demon on your shoulder. I was disappointed in that. Like it it seems like they're going for they're very like you know roach. Uh, you know, there's a war going on. Don't you see? And um, the the League of Assassins is this, and Deathstroke is in here for reasons and um oh by the way here's your son batman and like i didn't see any they didn't show any scenes where damon acted like damon he was kind of like you know father i am i am here doing stuff and like i'm sure that that probably is going to be in the movie but like uh it felt like they were trying to like make them make the story like over the top in terms of this in terms of the comic and i, I didn't like that like uh i mean th- I, I, I like the original three-part story i mean it's not like one of my favorites or anything but like i do enjoy it and like it felt like they took a very simple uh, story and made it like into Lord of the Rings or whatever. And like, that kind of annoyed me because I know for these movies, you have to kind of justify why they're being made to be movies and kind of really beef them up. But it felt like it was trying too hard. Now I've not seen the movie, so I can't talk that much, but, uh, um, you know, it, I don't know. It, it wasn't what I was hoping for in terms of an adaptation. And I understand that they really are changing it. Uh, so they're not going to be, it's, it looks more along the lines of a Superman doomsday adaptation, rather than a New Frontier adaptation, if that makes any sense.
1: Well, um, it doesn't make sense to me, because I liked both of those. I um. <laughs> <laughs> then. Um, you. I mean, I, I, I loved New Frontier, I think. That's one of my favorites, so perhaps it goes along that line. But I thought Doomsday was actually pretty good, too. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it could be interesting. I assume they're not going to actually show the, um, the moment that Damien was conceived, but I almost wonder if they'll flash back to it. I mean, show something.
0: The abyss yawn before me.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so risky. I feel like I need to put some sort of uh, explicit tag on mine or something. <laughs>
0: Is that the cover art? That panel?
1: Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, uh, like, I love that. it when you say that. <laughs>
1: fifty percent gone out the window.
0: It's great fun.
1: Yeah, it was great fun. So yeah, thanks again, and and uh, I guess any any final final thoughts?
0: I uh, uh, just uh, for all those who've uh, only seen the cartoon of Mad Love and not read any of these comics, go out and find them. Stella, your collection's different than mine. You have like Mad Love and other stories.
2: Yeah, Is that right?
1: and they just uh, I think put out they reissued this trade. Um, yes, that,
0: that was a new trade uh that i sent you i actually have the um batman adventures dangerous dames and demons collected tray, which has mad love and other stories the, the jolly old saint nicholas story the two-faced story uh i have in various other places but your collection actually has everything yeah people might want to have that which was last time i checked a hardcover oh, it might be a softcover now
1: it had a really tragic story which i debated like that story with... Because I feel like we could consider it Shipper with um, with Scarface. Oh. And the frog. Oh,
0: with the, uh, the kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of rough.
1: Um, and that was so sad. And then he says, like, I have to go save my only friend. And then he saves him and then he drops him and goes back to Scarface. It was terrible. He's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is it for uh, our Shipper special number three.
0: Well, you know what time it is it's now, kids. Dun, dun 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 I love you. You love me. Where I have... Isn't that how you're in
1: the show? I don't know. I thought we were going to sing something about Sonic Underground.
0: Well, look at the time. I better go. So uh, I'll be seeing you later. And um, wait. Stage Pride, go away. This is my... <laughs> That's that's, that's our new song, We Will Win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my new song. Okay.
0: Oh, man, man, you'll always be in Silasar. Uh,
1: oh, really? And
0: and on my shirt.
1: (laughs) And on your shirt, you betcha. Well, well, well. Well, it was good fun.
0: Thank you so much. It was uh, an honor and a pleasure to to get back here. So in case you guys are hanging for some more Donovan, uh, stay tuned. If not, then just... uh, Take a take a break from the show until then.
2: Yeah. That'd be
0: this must to defend me. It's just, all right. Yeah,
1: fine. take a break. Take skip the next episode. The next episode is episode seventy five. That's a landmark.
0: Yes, yes, you've been at it for uh three quarters of a dollar.
1: Who knew? Who knew?
0: I I am shocked. See, you you have been had it for like this over four years now?
1: Yeah, well, I just had my fourth anniversary on in December, yeah.
0: Who was on that again? Yeah, I remember that.
1: I don't know some, so. <laughs> some people that used to sing a lot.
0: You've lasted longer than so many other shows. You've lasted. You've lasted. I think you're the longest running uh, co show on the Batman universe.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: And especially the longest running co show done by a female, which is the most important thing. Oh, would not.
1: Nah. Oh boy, welcome back to Feminist Hour with Dr. Strange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you make it sound like 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 a like a. A, a love service.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to make people interested in feminism. We need more. <laughs> we need more people on our side.
0: We do. We do. Absolutely.
1: Though the Joker has been notorious for resurfacing when least expected, it seems unlikely that he has survived his latest brush with Batman.
4: Never again. No more obsession. No more craziness. no more joker i finally see that slime for what he is a murderous manipulative irredeemable
3: angel just plain barbara gordon masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling daredevil. Batgirl!
4: Ah, I love a happy ending, don't you?
1: <laughs> I want. <laughs> this is
2: trouble.
0: Ignore me.
1: I wanted. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> That's the wrong voice. <clears throat> Shut your mouth, you little tramp!
2: Oh my gosh.
1: <clears throat> You're hurting me. It's okay, baby. I like it rough. <laughs> and
0: there's a-, there's a passionate love scene. The abyss yawned before me, and I fell. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I warned you
1: Well I guess I'll hit the hay now too I'm looking at this first call Cause I put on Facebook like That you hung up on me in 30 seconds cause I trolled you But it was really
0: 17 <laughs> seconds <laughs> How could you, how could I you do that think,
1: That was pretty funny though uh,
0: Well you You and Jesse both trolled me Like Jesse did that like mid uh recording when we were recording because someone asked about like sonic the hedgehog and his, <laughs> oh here's a quote here's here's the answer to our questions and like he put that video and i couldn't hang up on him because we were recording but like i said bastard
1: <laughs> why do you hate that show so much uh,
0: so, well I, I like i like i like sonic the hedgehog and i didn't like what they did to it but also like that uh one night josh jesse and i were actually like uh, a few years ago on skype talking about just old cartoons and we we saw that intro again and it was so goofy over the top that i was like oh i never want to see that again and josh and josh were like oh never a eh? and ever since then they, they just wouldn't leave me alone right. triplets born the throne awaits I see seer warns
6: of a deadly fate give up your children separate bide your time lie in wait sonic under Mother, she knows they do. <laughs> Is it time? If she only knew, will the prophecy come true? Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground.
4: I long for my children, but I have to wait. To act too soon
1: could seal their fate.
6: They made a boundary.
1: Yeah, surprise moments. They wait long enough that you'll forget, and then they they send it to you. Yeah,
0: I, I I think I saw a shirt, a Sonic shirt of it, and then and then Josh threatened to, say, to, to like paint the words Underground on it, and I said, I'll paint you the words Underground.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I mean, they put out like like there was there was some like Asian dude in in Asia, I guess. Um, <laughs> who, who rock oh my gosh, those rock. are your
1: people. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met me before? <laughs>
1: those are those are your love interests. You're speaking against. It's a terrible way to talk about them.
0: Yes, my, my Asian fetish. All
1: <laughs> I knew it. You're finally admitting it.
0: I've never kissed a woman with, with a non-Asian mouth. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh.
0: Nothing but lies. Um. <laughs> anyway, there's this guy who like uh rock climbs naked and like, they they apparently. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: Probably, uh,
1: Donovan. I text. <laughs> that's awkward. <Yes. laughs> no, Dustin. I texted him and was like, "Hey, where are you posting that I collected?" He said tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I actually. Um, today's, today is uh, Thursday, right?
1: Oh, that's right. This is such a weird week for me. You're right.
0: Uh, I've had I've had similar. The last few weeks have been very odd. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've kept up with. Uh, TBU if I had a problem with doing that. and like You you, you and Dustin had really, really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, because you so wonder, like, oh no, we lost somebody. How's this going to work? It's just me and the guy who doesn't talk happily.
0: <laughs> who doesn't like anything.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, it worked. I think. There weren't I, any bloopers, though.
0: I, I, I always think, to, I remember there was one episode, I think it was my last episode that UI and he were on, they, there, were, there was no bloopers. I remember us having, you know, comical conversations that he said he would cut out, so. I was disappointed. Yeah. You, you meanwhile for the t- for the ego collected uh, uh, special, you, there's like six minutes of you know Stella bloopers. Oh my
1: gosh! I never do it on purpose. Oh gosh! And that's where your I guess your Facebook thing came from. That whatever special I'm on should be Stella. Stella's got jokes.
0: Yeah, Stella got you got jokes because like everything you said was like you know. Oh, I didn't read it. Huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I wonder if people are gonna believe me. So, all uh, my uh, comments, like, I had to have read it to make the comments I was
0: making. Oh, uh, well, you know, you're, you're a pretty shifty person, so maybe you are like, looking and speed reading oh. while like, during the synopsis. I don't know. Well, the, yeah, the, the synopsis that you didn't hear of. So, this synopsis, like, half of it is, true. like, me just reading the dialogue. So, it might be very, very goofy.
1: Man, I so wish you had kept that part in with Baby Jane and your mom.
0: No! Well, it's... What? <laughs> that would have been amazing! What? What? Okay, Sorry. what I, I, I didn't, yeah, because I, 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 said, oh, I'm sorry, mom. And then like, um, I realized I was recording, so I listened back to it, and I was like, well, this isn't going to see the light of day. <laughs> what did the dog sound like? The, 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 she was like, she didn't hear her like bark, but it was, it was like like, like scratches on the door, <laughs> and then like, and then like the last thing she was like, and, and I, and I was like, oh! so then. I, I, so I started reading up the dialogue that I was reading out, and then like it was a part where I, in the dialogue the characters are yelling, and because I was agitated, I yelled ex- extra loud, and Mom, mom's like, "What? What's going on?" I was like, "Oh, nothing. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking to anybody." She's, just, she's like, "Gosh, you scared me!" Oh my gosh! Did she come to your room? She was like halfway up the stairs. Oh my gosh!
1: Oh man! And
0: I said, I, like, "I cannot wait to delete this."
1: Oh, I would have loved to. I would have cracked up. That would have been a hall of fame for me, man. That's amazing.
0: Next next time my family humiliates me on the, on the live recording, I'll be sure to send it to you. Oh
1: and not god. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been on a phone conversation where you're yelling at the other person?
0: Uh Well, there's there was a couple times like like a few years ago when I got, I got excited at, I, I not get angry at Josh but Josh and I were talking about something and I'm like getting <laughs> mad about the subject we were talking about and I would yell at him I, 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 I try to be calmer I mean I, I don't I, I don't smoke or drink so I'm not chemically imbalanced so I try to keep
2: oh boy keep cool, well
1: man. maybe I'll keep your embarrassing moments for the bloopers here
0: you're retelling Wait, what you oh, no! retelling <laughs> yeah why not oh uh, you know what alright fine I've not revealed anybody's names. Are you embarrassed? No, I'm not embarrassed. Okay. Only only when I know that, like, I'm not on a computer. Like, whenever we're in Comic-Con, uh, we're, com, we're in San Diego, and, like, we're talking, then I know that, like, this can't possibly be seen by heard by anybody else, which is why Sorry. I, I re- unveil my soul. Uh, then again, you have a portable recorder that Dustin gave you, so I should stop That's doing it. That's true. That. You should. It's, like, the, Dick's first week as Robin. And it's just, like, it's, it's basically this Batman yelling at him the entire time. <laughs> Very, very, Being a very uh, And they fight like this They fight like this This like Walrus guy Like this uh, This like Walrus gangster with, with tusks
2: That
1: sounds like that um, That movie that Kevin Smith is making Uh Clerks 2 Tusk Clerks 2? Remember That Englishman Who wrote that Classified ad For someone to come Be with him And pretend to be a walrus For a few hours
0: <laughs> Oh yeah Oh yeah I thought it was, I thought, oh yeah, that's Which right. is
1: actually like being made into a movie.
0: Yeah, he must have been hired and decided to, to greenlight that.
1: Would you believe <laughs> yeah, the king?
0: Yeah. I like that. I always like that, that line. That issue. So I like that. It's you great. Know, yeah. <laughs> the brainwasher. Who is he? Would you believe the kingpin? Yeah. My greatest enemy.
1: And all this stuff starts to fall around. That's like that's where I ended too. So, like, it's a very terrible moment for Peter because Gwen finally realized, like, oh, it wasn't his fault. And then that's where my essential ends, and I haven't read it anymore.
0: I think she actually says, Peter didn't betray us. He did.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for making her sound like Minmay. That just lost some respect points for her.
0: Ah, uh, doesn't need it.
1: I think I'll probably let you go, since it's nearly midnight my time.
0: Yeah? Uh, do you work tomorrow?
1: Yeah, of course. It's fine.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I,
1: what are you thinking? No, I mean, I'd love to stay on and talk with you. It would be detrimental for my health. I hope uh, you have a safe drive up here on Sunday when I call Papa John's.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you, The thing about that is that like uh, I actually am uh, scheduled to do that immediately after my hotel job. So I'm going to go from the hotel to Papa John's to clock in and then drive straight to Virginia and arrive to you sweaty and smelling like... How, what, what do you like on your pizza? Sausage, uh, anchovies, pineapple. Um, we ha, we ha, we Asian actually have a, we ha, we have a uh, double cheeseburger pizza which nauseates me. So if you want that, I'll I
1: don't it. like beef. Well, I don't eat it, so that wouldn't work for me.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Like black olives and
1: yeah, we'll do black olives? Let's
0: let's throw some artichoke hearts
1: on there. Do you do artichoke hearts?
0: We do actually, like very very rarely. Yeah. We, they said they ha, we have that for like Valentine's Day. We're oddly enough.
1: Oh, interesting. I'll just go there on my Valentine's Day. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time? What does that mean? <laughs>
0: uh, It's not worth the job. All right. Night-night, Stella.
2: Bye. <laughs>